This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. You can also join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The site allows you to influence the stories, uh, the stuff that you'll hear on these very airwaves. You can go and submit uh, whatever it is you want to from the Internet world. You can even uh, put in a blog post or a link to a news article or video or whatever it is you think our audience will enjoy. You put it up there, and then everybody else gets to vote on it, and you get to vote on things that you didn't put up on the site. So the most popular voted, most voted stories within a given specific time window will be promoted to the uh, the front page of our website, to the top of our website and that means that it's more likely that Mark and myself will see them and talk about them on the air. But, of course, the primary reason we're here is to take your phone calls about what you want, and we're going to go to the phones and the fun to start things out here tonight. But coming up, we'll tell you about the world's oldest marijuana stash. First, it's Ryan in Texas. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Ryan, what's on your mind? I'm here to take control of your show. I'm going to push all the buttons on your on your board. There. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, actually, I was just wondering. Uh, you know, I I know you even like to do a lot of civil disobedience, and you know, you're not not afraid to to go as far as the cops will take you. And I know Mark is a uh, shies away from that, and he, he promised his wife that he wouldn't go to jail. But being that you are the the liberty people, you are uh, no doubt targets for you know bureaucrats bureaucrats and police if it comes down to it. So I was wondering if you had a contingency plan for your show, if you were to both somehow go to jail at the same time and would miss the show. Is that why you're, you know, training your co-hosts on weekends? Like, did that come into the idea? Well, I I think to some extent that's the reason why, one of the reasons why I've had a a bunch of different co-hosts on this program is so in the event of something unexpected happening uh, that others could take over the reins and of course it's not called the mark and ian show it's called free talk live uh, so that was one of the one of the good reasons to name it free talk live and of course i always hated shows with the i, I never liked the idea of naming a show after the host i think it's very egotistical and uh, so yeah yeah absolutely we've got enough co-hosts to where hopefully they could step in I don't know if they could handle – we've got a whole bunch of them, so uh, hopefully they could handle covering the whole week. If not, our network could always run uh, you know, the occasional refeed or something like that. And, um, so, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, we've got plenty of people who can step in and fill our shoes. We also have equipment in uh, diverse places, so uh, we don't actually have to – You know, if the studio were shut down for whatever reason, we could still do the show that way too. That's true. Does that answer your question? Oh, yep, sure does. I, I just wanted to make a, one last little little shout-out for Mark, because I, I know you get picked on a lot by all the, you know, total anarchists and total voluntarists for your, your minarchist views, and, you know, I just want to say that, that there are some people out there that, that, that find you reasonable, and I'm one of them. So, you know, all, all my love to you, Mark. I, th- I think I've got cornered the market on reasonable on this show. Let's continue. Thanks, Ryan, for the call. <laughs> Talk to Corey in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Corey. Hi, how you doing tonight, Ian? Hey, it's Corey from the Voice of Radical Descent, one of the shows on the Liberty Radio Network. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was, uh, was going to call in and talk about some harassment that is being aimed my way um, right. by both uh, Kevin Nedler, who is the chair of the Libertarian Party of Ohio, and uh, 
at-large member of the Libertarian National Convention, along with Wayne Allen Root, who is also an at-large member. Before you before you do that, uh, you called in a, f- a few days ago from the Libertarian Party's convention, and I, as a, uh, a former Libertarian Party participant who has since uh, p- publicly resigned a couple of years ago, you know, still kind of have a, a minor interest in or curiosity as to what's going on with the Libertarian Party. And, it's 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 my favorite political party. <laughs> and this weekend there was the convention, and and normally at these conventions there's oh boy, are there some boring parts where they do all this business and and you know they got the Roberts Rules of Order and it's very regimented and annoying. Uh, but uh, during during those procedures, they typically do things like in uh, you know they, people are running for chairman of the party. Uh, I don't know what other offices they're running for within the party, but there was a concerted effort, as I understand it, and especially from your call this weekend, an effort by the so-called radicals in the LP, uh, the people that maybe of uh, more to my liking as far as their viewpoint uh, being more principled than some of the unprincipled people that have come in and taken over the party from the inside and watered it down and just destroyed the message of liberty in the the libertarian party which is the reason why i left uh so the the uh, the radicals the libertarian radical caucus was supposed to come in there and Win the party back for liberty. Win the party back for uh, for principle. And we've never heard from anybody as to what exactly transpired. So I want to get to what you have to say about uh, Wayne Root, who is one of the unprincipled people who's uh, busy taking over the party and has uh, assisted in that process. But in general, was there any kind of victory? Was there any kind of success for the for the radicals over the weekend? Well, um. I heard they were trying to take out a plank within the platform that would have basically uh, said that libertarians don't care one way or another about the war, about any war, you know. Um, but But from my understanding, uh, the actual plank was replaced with a stronger plank uh, that, that basically says that we are directly opposed against both wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. And I, I believe it also said something across the lines of any other aggressions that uh, the government would want to do against the rest of the world. Okay. Did uh, did Ernie Hancock from the Declare Your Independence show? Uh, did he happen to win the uh, the chair race? I know that he was he was running. Um, no, uh, the chair race was really kind of interesting. Uh, there were five candidates. It was uh, Wayne Allen Root, uh, um, John J. Myers, uh, Mark Hinkle, uh, George Phillies, and Ernie Hancock. Well, in the first the first round. Um, the first round, George Phillies was eliminated, and uh, John sure J. Myers. He's I, such a nice guy. I sure do like George, <laughs> but uh, he just doesn't have the. Hmm, what do you want? What's the the term for uh, what George for doesn't have? You need to have the political uh, backing, and I don't know, you know, well, what it takes. It seems like he's great at the research. No, I don't know about the political backing. I'm kind of looking more for like a word describing his. His presentation of himself. I mean, he's very well presented as far as like, you know, he puts on a suit like most of the people doing that sort of thing do. But he sort of has a uh, voice that uh, it just doesn't uh, bode well, I don't think, for somebody who's trying to be taken seriously. And I don't mean that as a slight against George. I just, you know, I'm just trying to uh, throw it out there as possibly one of the reasons why he, he may not be the best uh, representation uh, face, if you will, or in this case, voice uh, for the party. I think he was the one I voted for for president uh, yeah. in 2008. Oh, I, I, yeah, I voted for for him, too, when he was running in, in 08. So uh, anyway, continue on. You said he was eliminated, et cetera. Go on. 
And uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you too, uh, George. I, I was glad to meet him. He was a very nice, very nice guy. And uh, anyway, um, we uh, John J. Myers, who I who I uh, I guess he was kind of like a, a fusion candidate that kind of like could get along with everyone. Um, I, I did I drunkenly support him, so I, I did throw my ballot his way the first time. Um, he got he got up and uh, he pretty much conceded the race because it was inevitable he would be eliminated next. Well, they did another uh, ballot, and uh, Ernie ended up getting uh, Ernie Hancock ended up getting eliminated. Um, but he actually did pretty well. Uh, he got like he got at least like one fifth of the vote. So I mean that, that's pretty impressive. In my if, if Ernie had won, that would have been I think a good sign about the LP because he's a pretty principled dude. I mean I've listened to a number of. Uh, hours of his program on uh, the Liberty Radio Network when he's been on uh, every day in the afternoons right before Free Talk Live. And he's he, that guy's got his chops together as far as his uh, his belief system is concerned. So so he gets knocked out. All right. Okay. Yeah, and I, I that's who I voted for again. I mean, I, I like Ernie. I, I've always been a, kind of a fan of what he's done. So, um, But anyway, yeah, Ernie, Ernie gets eliminated, and it's down to uh, Wayne and uh, Mark Hinkle. Well, I guess that Everyone just disliked Wayne so much that uh, that he got eliminated, and uh, okay. Mark Hinkle became the chair of the party. So, would you say that's a good uh, a good choice? I mean, overall. I hear the break coming up. Do you want to talk about that? On yeah, the other well, I'll tell you what. We definitely want to come back and talk about what happened to you because this Wayne Root guy is apparently coming after you. You recorded some uh, some audio of a conversation with him, and he didn't like that very much. We'll come back with uh, more here in a few moments with Corey. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, so enjoy those, including our listening options. We've got a live streams. Actually, we've got broadband and dial-up versions of live streams. Plus, our webcam is available for you, as well as listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen into Free Talk Live around the clock. Head on over to listen.freetalklive.com. Speaking of dialing in long distance, here's Mike Buck with Nature Bee to... Uh Call in and tell us about Nature Bee. Mike Buck, you there? Hello there, guys. You couldn't get any further away from Keene than here in Hawaii, that's for sure. And I'll tell you something. <laughs> doesn't matter whether your neck of the woods or our neck of the woods. In these tough times, we are all so doggone busy, we're just not eating right, and it reflects in our condition. So here comes Nature Bee Plant Ballin', the absolute perfect supplement with every vitamin, amino acid, mineral, and antioxidant you need for that strong, good immune system. Now, I know that Nature Bee is full of micronutrients. Is it all natural, too? 100%. The only thing in the pol- in the capsules is pure plant pollen. No additives, preservatives, not even any coloring. No sugar starch, none of that stuff. And because Nature Bee is not a drug or a stimulant or a medicine, you keep it right there on the kitchen table. It's safe for the whole family. Yeah, that's right. It's it's just food. It's uh, It sure helped me with uh, digestive issues, and I can tell you I'm, I'm sleeping more soundly than I've ever slept in my life. Uh, 
Go ahead and tell us how we can uh, get a better deal on Nature B. Yep, whether you're ordering or reordering your Nature B, we got a great deal. Free Talk Live, listen to this, ninety nine ninety five for a huge six-month supply, three extra months. That's where it runs down to 37 pennies a day. And don't forget, money-back guarantee, so you have no risk. Go free. You call New Zealand. We get it rushed right to you, one 834 Got to write it down in pieces, one 866 that's easy. 834-8355, or everybody can remember this, Nature Bee Online. That's naturebee.com. That's right. Don't forget the 100% money-back guarantee. It's only $0.37 cents today, and you can join me and order Nature Bee today. Call 866-834-8355 or order online at naturebee.com. All right, so we continue here taking your phone calls about anything. Corey is with us on the line in Ohio. And, Corey, you host your own show, The Voice of Radical Descent. It appears on the Liberty Radio Network at libertyradionetwork.com. And uh, you went to the Libertarian Party National Convention this weekend, and apparently it was conveniently located in Ohio this year, which is where you are also located. Is that right? I thought it was Missouri. No, it was in Missouri. It was in St. Louis. Oh, Missouri. Okay. Got your ear to the ground there, huh, Ian? I don't really pay close attention to what the LP does. Finger on the pulse of politics today in America. Not at all. Not really that (laughs) interested, but a mild curiosity on my part. And so you you were informing us that it wasn't a total loss uh, for Liberty this year as uh, Wayne Allen Root did not win for the the competition uh, for the party's chair. I don't know who the guy was that did win, but I know he's not Wayne Allen Root, and I I figure that, that... you know, could it could have been worse? Well, he seems like a guy that can get along with all the factions, and by what I understand, he uh, he appears to be a pretty principled person, at least from what I've heard. So, um, you know, that's fine. Uh, that's great to hear that at least someone was elected that uh, that actually cares about liberty somewhat, you know, <laughs> and not just using the word libertarian to win office. So, but uh, back to Wayne Root. Using the word libertarian to win office. <laughs> back, to, uh, <laughs> back to Wayne Root. Uh, this guy ran for the vice presidential nomination for the Libertarian Party, which you would say normally would be reason enough to say who? I mean, most people don't know who this uh, this character is, but he's, he's, uh, he's somebody who's trying to make a power play within the Libertarian Party. He doesn't get the uh, the principle that the party was based on and uh, still uh, claims to adhere to but based on their uh, press releases and such uh, it's clear that they don't they don't understand it at the national party which is that i don't support the initiation or support or advocate the initiation of force to achieve political or social goals and this guy did manage to get the nod for the vp uh, position a couple years ago when he was running with bob barr and i'm not sure which of the two is worse uh, but uh, he definitely proved to uh, proved to everybody who was watching during that campaign that he didn't really get it uh, about liberty. And so you went up to have a conversation with him. Yeah, we. Uh, it, it's funny because uh, we went up there to have a conversation with Wayne. Um, and, and actually, just to go back real quick, I do have to mention one thing. He, uh, the person that uh, I told you guys last time, he was bribing people to come up there, and it was uh, the guy that was along with me. In this conversation, Curtis Liston, who's running for uh, state house chair um, out here in Ohio, and he pretty much told him, we'll pay your way if you vote for Wayne. So just to put that out there. But um, they also wanted us to talk to Wayne to get him to convince us to vote for him as chair. Well, the first time we went to talk to him, he pretty much blew us off. And so we went and had lunch, and we came back, and we finally got to talk to him. And we were in a public area. We were right in front of where the convention is being held out in the, um, 
it's like a convention area, and then there's like you know the doors. Mm-hmm. We're standing right outside of it, within like two or three feet. Um, and I, uh, I, I, one of the other guys we were with brought a brought a tape recorder. It was like one of those tiny digital ones. Right. And uh, I stuck it in my pocket, and I I pushed record, and we were just talking to Wayne, and um, I wasn't sure if I was going to use it or not. Um, I didn't tell him we were going to record. I figured that it was perfectly legal because we were in a public area and there was no reasonable expectation of privacy. So I record this conversation, and uh, in it, um, Wayne pretty much said he was willing to win at all costs, including lying. He talked about how how great Barack Obama was, at least his strategy to become the president. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I take that and I, uh, I clean it up and I upload it on the podcast. And I get a um, I get an email yesterday from the from the um, state chair of the of the Libertarian Party of Ohio, Kevin Medler, who basically uh, who basically tells me that uh, in a passive aggressive way that he's angry at me for doing such a thing. Um, I I emailed him back and I told him that that both legally and ethically I I had the right to do this because. This is a tactic that is often used by in, um, investigative journalists in many sure. news stations around the country. Yeah, it gets no, it, it helps it, it catches people putting their foot in their mouth, and he's certainly a public personality. I think you're public place. At a, I mean, you know, this is at the uh, the convention. It seems to me that. Yeah, I fully within his rights. Yeah, it, it I, you know, maybe maybe he didn't have that expectation, but, uh, you know, that that's the way the game of politics is played. And and, you know, if the if libertarian candidates are going to be running for office, they've got to be prepared for, you know, stuff like that, I guess. So what's the threat here, uh, Corey? I mean, do you think they're going to do something or are they just trying to say, hey, you've been bad. We don't like you. Uh, I have received an email. Um, well, I received a phone call that they were talking with on their internal uh, email list about me. Um, there's, they've said some very, very uh, disgusting things about me, and, and uh, basically, you know, including the people I was with, and they really didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but they basically, uh, I emailed Kevin and took it down at first before I got some legal advice because I was afraid they were going to do something. And he emailed me back and said they have already contacted their lawyers, so they are at least anticipating sending me, bringing me to court over. over wow. The, yeah. Now, now, would it be the Libertarian Party of Ohio that would take you to court, or would it be Wayne uh, Root? It would be Wayne Root, I'd imagine. I don't know. And you know what? Wayne hasn't actually sent me an email. He's sent other people involved with this in the email, but he has not actually sent me an email. It just goes to show how petty some of these people in uh, politics in, within the Libertarian Party uh, can be and how political it really is on the inside. If you've got some final thoughts, you're welcome to share them here in a moment. Uh, more coming up. You can also take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk. 
Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Those other talk show hosts, they're charging you. They want five, six, seven bucks a month. Ours is zero. So enjoy over at freetalklive.com. In fact, some of those features include our news updates. You can get uh, be kept in the loop as to what's going on with the show. Just get signed up for free over at news.freetalklive.com. We've got email updates. We've got Twitter, Facebook. So whichever one of those methods is preferable to you, you may choose it. You can also choose all three if you want. really want to be kept in the loop. Uh, go to news.freetalklive.com. In fact, I just sent out a news update today, Mark. We've got a, a new chat room program. Now, the chat room is still the same place it's always been. It's, but nothing's changed as far as usability. Right. So if you've been using, uh, well, eh, hold on. Yeah. Uh, if you've been using our chat room with another client, another chat client, because it's an IRC chat, and for those of you that are on the internet, uh, that you know that means that uh, it's interoperable. You can use different software to access our chat room. So if you don't like the little... Uh, if you if you don't like the chat room window we put on our webpage, that's okay. You can download one of a myriad of other programs that can do the very same thing in a way that you might like. So it's 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 it makes it so anybody can customize their chat experience to whatever, however they might like. But we can only have one application on our website. So built into our site, uh, there's only one. And uh, one of our administrators in the chat came up with something today that was a little bit better than the one that we had before from a performance perspective. The other one we had before was a hog. Apparently so. Uh, as I was Absolutely. It, it you know, slowed my computer down. Really? Okay. Yeah. As I understood it, that I didn't realize that, but one of the uh, the, the chatters today... How would you? I mean, you've got this hot rod sitting under the desk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't... You've got a quad core... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one computer works on the chat room, and then every you know the yeah. other three do something else. So the uh, listener in there, uh, Boner Joe, gave me the suggestion or, or informed me that the existing chat was a little bit of a you know it was taking up like ten percent of his system resources in order his computer uh, to actually run it, which could have meant that uh, one of the reasons that could have been the cause for some people as as far as why they were having trouble with our our webcam because the can is on the same page as the chat room. And so if the chat room is bogging the computer down a little bit, that may mean the webcam doesn't perform as it should. And so hopefully the change that we made today to a a different, more streamlined, uh, less burdensome chat client will uh, will make things run smoother. So enjoy that over at cam.freetalklive.com. But that information went out first on the, uh, the updates list. Uh, so, again, cam.freetalklive.com, and by the way, the webcam brought to you by memorydealers.com. I think Corey is still with us from Ohio, uh, the voice of radical dissent. Corey uh, Moore is with us. Corey, are you there? Uh, yeah, I am. All right, so uh, Wayne Allen Root, this uh, political hack that is trying to take over the Libertarian Party and at one point had actually been nominated for their vice presidential candidacy, was trying to take it over as far as being the chair of the party this weekend at their convention, and I guess kudos to them to, for not electing him. Although they're still, I think, lost in the the uh, the darkness as far as their understand their uh, their adherence to the the liberty principle is uh, is concerned. Nonetheless, he didn't win, and so now uh, he's gone ahead and uh, is threatening, to, apparently threatening to sue you over the fact that you allegedly recorded uh, him uh, having a conversation with you in in what was a public place with, uh, on top of that, a public personality. And so they're they're getting their panties all in a wad about this, and they're they're sending threatening emails to you. Now it's not Wayne, I guess himself. 
it's people that he knows. Is that right? Have I recapped this appropriately? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, and really what it is is uh, their intimidation technique. See, I um, see. really this is kind of being aimed at more at my, uh, my uh, friend and uh, fellow libertarian, Curtis Liston, who is uh, running for a state chair here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he's been getting, receiving a lot of emails from these people, too, that are uh, basically telling him he needs to leave the party, Need to drop out of his race, and let me remind them if they're listening that out of any race in Ohio, he has been the most successful. And they want him to drop drop out of his race. Why are they, they going him after him? What, what was his role in this? I mean, you recorded the conversation allegedly, so because he was there, I don't know. I see. He's a better he, target. I mean, there's obviously people that he's if if he's running, and then somebody want, is running against him, yeah. likely and that person doesn't want him to run. So what difference does it make? They, they'll look for any mud to smear someone with, right? So you're not running. Uh, he's running. That's why they're targeting him because he's more of a threat to their uh, their little whatever power structure they have in the LP of Ohio. Yeah, you should hear him talk about it. They're all. Uh they all think that it's really important what they what they the successes they have and it's kind of a joke. How really, many? Uh, just opinion. I mean, let's talk about their success. How is the LP of Ohio doing? How many elected uh, people do they have in office? How many uh, members are they are they uh, converting? How, what what are they doing? What 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 is it that the Libertarian Party of Ohio has done to put themselves on the map? The only thing that they've been successful at, and I'll give them this, they were able to get ballot access. But the funniest part about that is the so-called uh, radicals and anarchists they hate on all the time were the ones that went around and got the signatures to get them ballot access. Hmm. So they um, pretty much, they're Glenn Beck libertarians, all of them, especially the ones in Southern Ohio. Yeah. And there are people like that all over the place, and it's one of the reasons why the LP really left a bad taste in my mouth. They just have drifted over the last decade, away from uh, the ideas of liberty and have bec- have watered down their uh, premises on the basis of hoping that it'll get them a few more votes. And we've seen the numbers, and it just doesn't work out. But that doesn't mean they're still not pushing for it because these are political uh, people who they they want to get as much power as they possibly can aggregated to themselves. And if all they can get is power over the Ohio LP or the National LP, then darn it, that's something more than they got in the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. You know, I, I, we, I used to go around as a radio sales guy from business to business and talk to people. And this one businessman, I I talked to when I was uh, doing radio sales. He acted like he'd never heard of the Libertarian Party. I don't know whether he had or not. But um, his his assessment off the top of his head was is that um, that this is that you know this idea is never going to work of this this third party from it's just people who want to feel important and be part of a a, a party process and make themselves uh, you know kings of of uh, you know little molehills and and that kind of thing and and I think to a large extent that's true i think the libertarian party is a great venue for educating people about the ideas of liberty because it you know adds some kind of credence we're a political party um you know people pay attention to that especially around election time and it's a great opportunity for people to run and educate people um you know through that venue the idea that uh you know that the, this power you know this the, all the bickering that goes on within the party is going to get anything done as far as getting someone elected uh, oh well if we just change this about the platform suddenly we'll have 2% of the vote instead of 1 i you know to me it just doesn't matter that much I, it, it, the party should be about education not about uh trying to win so i mean Corey, what do you think are you going to uh, redouble your efforts to try to take over the uh, libertarian party of ohio so you can win it back for liberty <laughs> um, um 
I don't think that was my intention in the first place. I pretty much publicly come out even before this and told people that I have no real expectations for the Libertarian Party in general. It's not that I... I agree with what Mark says about it. I think it's a great tool, a great asset. But, um, you know, I also have to say that I don't think it's going to be the way that we win. If we, if we ever achieve liberty, I don't think it's going to be through political means. I don't think it's a creative – I mean, really, creativity is where it's going to come down to, and it's not a creative venue. There's, no. it's, it sucks the creativity and the energy out of people that could be out doing actual activism and actually educating people. That's a great now, thing to say. I think you're spot on with that because uh, when you get into the political party world, it's, well, you do it this way or you won't win. And, you know, you've got to wear a suit and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And you've got to conform yourself to the way it's done. Pretty much. And uh, I also, uh, there, was a, there was one speech I thought was really interesting that uh, the candidate for uh, BLP in 2004, Michael Badnerick, um, he got up and said, he pretty much, he pretty much blasted the party too and said, okay. you know, pretty much the same things we're saying here. It's so one of the main reasons why a lot of people, including, I imagine, Michael Badnarik, who is a Free State Project participant, have joined the Free State Project and are going to make the move. And, you know, if anything, Corey, all of this, this threat from uh, Wayne Allen Root, this political hack, is really a compliment to your show, The Voice of Radical Dissent, because, I mean, if you were just a piddly little show that meant nothing, then they wouldn't be threatening you. So they must really uh, think that you've got some influence out there. And I thank you for the call tonight and the story. Appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Free at 800 259 9231. SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. Tonight it's Ian here. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where the features are completely free. And if you want to support the show, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of the sale. You're still going to do the shopping. You're going to have to get what you're going to get you might as well get it through amazon.freetalklive.com because you know amazon they've got great prices and a huge selection even used items are available through amazon and we'll get a cut on whatever you decide to buy so if you need to save a few extra bucks and go used or you want to buy brand new and get free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of products either way you go free talk live gets a a slice of the sale if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com as we continue taking your phone calls about what you want uh, coming up, Mark, you're going to tell us something about uh, Afghanistan that what, – what, what would you say about it? Is it chilling? Chilling in Afghanistan? Well, um, the, the, the people in Afghanistan are pretty pissed about – some people in Afghanistan are pretty pissed about something. We'll, uh, we'll get to that here in a bit. Your call's first, though, going to Contractor Jim calling from Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Congratulations, guys. Your blog on the uh, homepage today is also on the front page of our Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper. I hope Corey will find that today. 
our blog on our website is on the front page of what? A newspaper in Ohio? Yeah, the, base, the biggest newspaper in Cleveland, Ohio. It's, uh, the, the story relates to speeding tickets with estimates by the cops. Oh, okay. That, Okay. Estimates okay for speeding ticket as the court rules. <laughs> so, so what the cop can just say? Uh, hey, you looked like you were going a hundred. Well, the case took place over in Copley, west of Akron, and apparently uh, it's probably the same bloody court that I was into. And I took seven or eight people with me, and we did a routine when the cop issued me a stop sign ticket when I'd gone through uh, a stop sign uh, two, one in the morning. And first of all none of his damn business if it's a piece of sheet metal and an iron post, which manifestly it is at that time of the day, and there's only one car on the road. Mm-hmm. And then he issues me a ticket <laughs> for, for the location where the private drives comes out from the National Guard Army. <laughs> he didn't even get his GPS locator fixed on where the proper intersection was. The judge mends the ticket and still takes the money. I mean, it's, it's you know, traffic mill. The Ohio yep. Supreme Court ruled that an officer's visual estimation of speed is enough to support a conviction if the officer is trained, certified by a training academy, and experienced in watching for speeders. You know, I don't see how this wouldn't have already been the case, though. I mean, how did they give speeding tickets before they had uh, ra- radar guns? Maybe I mean, I, they didn't. I heard, yes, they did. Oh, they did. I heard that the, a U.S. president got a speeding ticket on a horse in Washington, D.C. I think it was Ulysses <laughs> S. Grant back in uh, the 1860s, 1870s. And I guess he, they just gave Required the officer, whomever it was, to give him the ticket because, you know, well, he's, he's magnanimous. So, you know, how'd that guy give him a ticket? Well, I guess it's just that uh, they, just, they just hand him out and people pay him, right? Because they're yeah. obedient and they'll go along with whatever. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, it is one of the top stories on our website right now. What else did you want to share tonight, Jim? Well, for one thing, uh, when you have Dale on eventually, I think he comes on occasionally. Should be tomorrow night. Oh, well, okay. I might call in. I don't know. I'm going to be online again to do that. Um, He's had experience with Wachovia. Well, uh, two years ago at this time, my brother was chairman of Wachovia down there in Charlotte. Okay. He was a walk-on to replace Ken Thompson when they threw him overboard. And I could probably send a, a dozen links uh, to Dale's email if he wants to talk about some of the god-awful manipulations that were going on in the Charlotte Observer and the newspapers down there pointed out how they basically you know, screwed and tattooed all the stockholders for those uh, you know, assets in the financial holding company, but it's a mess. And it'll probably happen again at the end of the summer here. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate you sharing, and uh, you're certainly welcome I, to reach out to Dale as you, uh, as you would well, prefer. I'm not yet acquainted with Corey Moore and Curtis Liston, but it sounds like they're on the right track. My objection to the Libertarian Party of Ohio, or practically any Libertarian group that I've been involved with, they would let the attorneys come in and pretend they're going to tell us what the law is, which is ridiculous. I consider Ohio Bar Association to be an oxymoron. What do you mean by that? Well, what's BAR stand for? British. I, I don't know. I've heard cla- different claims about that. <laughs> the fine print, presumably British accredited registry. It's not Ohio. It's British. Yeah, I've heard that one before, and I don't know. Uh, I, I, I've seen well, lawyers uh, be confused about that. They don't even know. Some of them don't even know what it means. So. Well, we've we've gone through the formalities here a long time ago. Even nineteen uh, was it nineteen eighty. Uh, 86, I believe, when Bill Benson came through, he was on the way to New Jersey to lecture over there. And, of course, the website is thelawthatneverwas.com. And what uh, is that? Well, the 16th and the, once again, if you remember the website, thelawthatneverwas.com. And he, he'll supply the documents pretty much at cost, demonstrating the total fraud of both the 16th and the 17th Amendment. And, and uh, I... 
I'm in the district over here where Jim Trafficking is the independent, Jim Graham's Republican, and the incumbent's Tim Ryan. Well, uh, <laughs> I'd like to hear any one of these three say, we don't need to talk about the 16th Amendment being repealed. It's fraud. Just throw it out. Start over, see? And, and the same way with the 17th Amendment, as, it's, as it becomes fraud based on the uh, evidence that Bill has in the file, What's the Seventeenth Amendment do? Seventeenth is the uh, makes the senators no longer beholden to the state, but in fact takes away the sovereignty of the states. They no longer represented by the legislature and the governor with their representative to the upper house called the United States Senate. Instead, the people allowed to run for the Senate are controlled by the plutocrats and those arranging the political parties. Now, there's a, a very, very uh, bright attorney named Jeffrey Dickstein, who I believe is working on the 16th Amendment issue right now. Um, have you heard about that? Well, I'm more concerned about the common people understanding the difference between statute, ordinance, and code, and what, may, what would be called real law, which would be morality, like the Ten Commandments or our, our basic morality within our church groups, meaning people who believe in something virtuous, and not the administrative proclamations of people who serve as government. That's a good point. Uh, and what you're what you're saying there is that the things that people tend to call laws are, in point of fact, not. Uh, they are statutes, and statutes are the codified rules of a society. They are not laws. Laws are things that are immutable. Laws are things that uh, you know are unquestionable. Uh, you know the the law of gravity, for instance, or other right. natural laws. The laws of uh, consequences, uh, you know, for your for your actions. And I thank you for your call tonight, Jim. Appreciate well, not, hearing from not you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. We continue with your calls. Kurt is listening in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kurt. How's it going, guys? Hey, Kurt. What's on your mind tonight? I'm, I'm the uh, infamous Curtis Liston here, a uh, friend of Corey Moore. It seems like a big Ohio party here tonight. It so does I'm glad seem like you that. Have, the, uh, have the opportunity to call your fine program. Uh, Thanks. So, give so, you a, a little... Yes. So you're the guy that is running for uh, the chairman of the LP in Ohio, and you're under attack... Well, Kind of. Let me let me help Corey. I think he was a little misnomer. I am actually running for District 44, which here in Akron, I'm um, for State House of Representatives. I see. Um, I'm not running for State Chairman, but uh, certain people in the party seem to yes, definitely have it out for me. I seem to like to be the whipping boy and scapegoat of the Ohio LP. I uh, interesting if second caller the uh, uh, second caller was just on talking about Jim Trafficking. I'm endorsed by Jim Trafficking. I know Jim Trafficking personally. And it seems a little bit like I'm the now trafficant of the uh, Libertarian Party, everybody's problem, because I talk about the truth, and I actually stand for principles, and I'm out there every day in the rain, I get spit on, I get chased by dogs, I'm knocking on doors, I've been, you know, maced by the police. I'm an activist who's become a political force, because I believe in liberty, I believe in the Libertarian, Libertarian Party, that's why I joined the Libertarian Party. The day after I voted for Ron Paul in 2008, March 6, 2008, I joined the Libertarian Party, and I've been killing myself every day since then. And it, to me, is an outrage what is going on right now. Well, what is but going on? Have... I mean, what, what, what are you experiencing here? Because like you said, well, you, you, you say that you're principled, and I presume these other guys are not. Uh, they, they sound to well, me like the, the typical political uh, hack jobs that are, have been coming into the Libertarian Party for years and just, uh, just destroying it from the inside out. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I was listening, I was, we were listening to, uh, on the uh, Internet here uh, to what Corey said, and I believe him wholeheartedly. I went to the convention to uh, stand up for what I've sunken two years of my life into, 
my marriage has been constantly on the rocks. I have a two-year, a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter because of I believe in this. I believe in this with all of my heart. I got had the great opportunity to meet Ernie Hancock at the convention, and our state chairman said horrible things about Ernie Hancock. Horrible, oh horrible things, saying that if Ernie became the chair, he would be banned from Ohio. This is ridiculous. And I got the, the pleasure to meet him, someone that I respect, because it's someone who's been in the trenches like me, and I'm in the trenches right now. I knock on doors every day um, trying to get support for my campaign. We can win here in Ohio. You were talking earlier about the <laughs> highest office in the LPO, and the highest right now is we have a city councilman in Guiana, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus. Well, there you that's go. That's, that's something. At least it's not just the, the dog catcher. You know, if you want to tell me a little bit more about your situation, you're welcome to. Hang on. Uh, we can bring you back sure, here in hour number two. Although I don't know if you can win in Ohio. I, I... Maybe you're right. I'd love to be proven wrong. If you're running, you might as well believe that you're going yeah. to win. I yeah, mean. that's true. That's true. Yeah, you don't. Okay, well, more coming up here in a moment. You can bring up anything. Our two's on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, America. How do you use WebEx? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. Share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code FREETRIAL to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code, free trial. WebEx from Cisco. W-E-B-E-X dot com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radio graphic and enter promo code, free trial. Take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. site allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air by submitting show prep suggestions and things like that to the site. You can go to freetalklive.com, get a free account if you don't already have one, and submit anything you find on the internet that you think our listeners would enjoy. They can then vote up or vote down uh, on every one of the submissions for the day, and each uh, the, the most popular stories will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning it's more likely we'll talk about them on the air. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, Kurt is, I think, still with us in Ohio. The first hour of the, sh- the show, we had a bunch of Ohio calls because I guess there's uh, been some controversy there within the Libertarian Party, uh, a-, a movement that I at one time was a part of, not specifically in Ohio, but uh, down when I was living in Florida. And I became more and more disillusioned with uh, the party and politics in general for a number of reasons, but mainly because they were falling away from the principles of uh, non-aggression. They, uh, at a national level at the very least, were not adhering to those principles, and it was very disturbing to me because I didn't want to tell anybody that I was a libertarian anymore. I was starting to uh, to, to stray from the, the word because I didn't want to be uh, associated with people that didn't understand what liberty was. Now, Kurt, you're on the line with us uh, from Ohio. Are you still there? 
I'm still here. Now, you're I'm running a poli- you're running a political campaign, and I guess the the powers that be within the Libertarian Party have decided they don't like you very much, and uh, they're going to attack you. And there's been some threats recently uh, coming down from them, and some nasty things said. And it's it seems like it'd be a real turnoff, but yet you're still uh, you're still inclined to try to win this thing. Well, yes, and and before we. We got off the air. You talk about, you know, can you win? I, I know I can win. I'm not in this to come in second or, or, or third. And uh, everyone that knows me, I know Corey's probably laughing right now hearing me, but I am the probably, you know, I'm so driven that I keep back, I will bash my head into a wall to get through it. And that's why I got oh, into, this, into, this, into this race because, you know, right now it's a race. We have 50-odd candidates in Ohio trying to get into the state house, and whoever does it makes history. And I know I'm going to be that guy to make that history, but it really – uh, one thing is we formed our own county party here in Summit County, summitlp.org. I encourage anyone that can hear my voice, check out our website, help us out, because we are an, we're an independent, functioning county party. We have balls, and we're not afraid to use them, and that's the thing. That's why I wanted to organize this. That's why I got involved in the Libertarian Party in the first place. A lot of what turns you off really motivates me. I get motivated by all of this stuff that these guys try to do to me, or people say something about me, because all it does is keep me focused on my goal, which is victory, and we will achieve it. And I just like what to is your my plan if, if you don't? Just I'm curious. What what is your plan if you don't? Uh, I will be running for mayor of Akron in 2011. <laughs> I will be running probably for state senate uh, in 2012. Well, you've, you certainly looking... you're certainly ambitious, Kurt, and I wish you uh, the best of luck with your campaign. Do you have a website you want to plug uh, for your campaign? Yeah, uh, listingforliberty.org. Um, what was it? Listen. Check it out. Listen. L i s t o n. Okay. For f o r liberty dot org. Um, we're all, we're need money badly. Oh, uh, they always decided. they always do. <laughs> no, now, we don't we don't usually no money, let but. political candidates come on and plug their website. And I want you to understand uh, just how uh, you know mu- how much. Uh, you know how impassioned you sound and, and why it is that we we did it, but once you've uh, bashed your head against the wall enough times. I want you to take into consideration, because guys like you are, uh, there's very few of them out there, ones that are really willing to get some things done. I want you to take a look at the Free State Project. Once you've uh, you know bashed your head against the wall enough times, look at freestateproject.org and see what you think about the idea of moving 20,000 people who are impassioned as you are about liberty to one state and to see whether that can make a difference. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm a big supporter of the Free State Project. I uh, would be up there right now if I could, you know, maybe once my wife leaves me because I've, I've you know, uh, am trying to fight for liberty so much, I'll be up there. I, I think it's a great idea. I wholeheartedly support it. But um, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I hope to be, you know, back in uh, on the show as much as possible. You guys are doing a service for well, humanity. Yeah, and let, I us know if you, let us know how it works out uh, for your campaign. And, uh, you know, we'll see how you feel after it's all over and done with. If you still want to bash well, your head against the wall. <laughs> This is, the, this is the thing I always tell everybody I want to quit on every third day. So today you got me on day one. Good. So every third day, I, you know, I, I get worn down. But, you know, there's we got to do this. We got to do this fight. It's and a if, real if wear down. There, it's a real wear down after you get uh, 3% uh, after you've done it twice and you've gotten uh, 3%. Well, he's knocking on doors and you don't see that a no, heck of a lot. I, I think he can well, probably. No, we're out there, but we need, and we need the help. We need some financial help. We, You know, we're not asking for $10,000 here. You know, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, that'd be great. But I'm out there. And I'm serious, and they're getting scared, and they need to be scared. Good and, luck, Kurt. You know, Thanks for right the call. Thanks, Thanks for the guys. thoughts. Appreciate it. 800 259 
9231. I used to have uh, fire about the uh, the Libertarian Party. I used to be all hyped up and uh, and excited and did a lot of stuff for them. I mean, he said he's been at it for two years. I did it for a good five before I really kind of bailed out. And everybody's got their threshold. Everybody's got their uh, their level at which they say, all right, I've had about enough. And uh, hopefully, I, gr- I hope you're right, Mark. I hope he uh, withdraws his head from the uh, bashing, his fleshy, soft head, uh, from bashing against the spiked, armored wall of uh, of the the, 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 the political process, party, the political <laughs> process, and and realizes that it's not going to go anywhere. But maybe he'll prove us wrong, Mark. Maybe he will uh, be, you know, the first libertarian elected to state was it state house, right? Yep. Uh, to to state house there in Ohio, and we will uh, eat our shoes. 1-800-259-9231, or so to speak. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything as we go to Dave, listening in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, yo, how you doing, man? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Dave? Hey, for this uh, computer user that never was a computer user, I'm a guy that can't use it I, I got a headache trying to get on to the chat tonight <laughs> oh no what's problem i get on to that one chat and it won't print out the the old one it won't Boy, print out but know. now it does it seems it took a long time oh so you got it, it you got it it's working yeah i saw okay. i finally figured it out yeah we did put a link there. Us a uh, big th- curve man well i did <laughs> i did mention uh, last hour that we've got a new chat uh client that's on our website at cam.freetalklive.com it's a little bit different there's some things that i don't like about it in comparison to the old one but i do like that it's not as resource intensive and uh that's good but i put a link there uh in the little help section to our old client so if yeah, you really like the that. old one I, you could still I use did it that but it like it won't let me change my name it messes me all up and then i i can't get i can't, my we name can't do on tech the support on the air Dave. I, huh? I, you know we can't do tech support on the air what else was on your mind tonight uh none uh i think that uh just because uh it's funny that israel and america they say they're anti nazi you know they're anti-Nazi, but they use that excuse to act like Nazis, you know? Hmm. It's crazy, I think. Dave, thanks for being We're out there. I appreciate nuts. hearing from you, as always. Uh, and and I, I tend to agree that there's some crazy people out there. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves here. So about, about, just a little bit more about burning out. Uh, after you realize that the political process is very impenetrable, especially as a third party, that's a big bummer. Like when that that finally sinks home, like, oh, my God, we've spent thousands of dollars. We've spent hours and hours and hours working on this, you know, getting these candidates elected and not even a scratch against the system. Not, nothing has uh, has happened uh, that, that is increasing the, uh, the amount of freedom. Yeah, you know, I was never a big Libertarian Party guy. I, um, you know, the, to me, the idea of political party was to win at one point, and I – you know, after the Michael Badnarik race in 2006, you know, the one where he was in Texas, he was running against, uh, I think, I don't think there was a Republican in the race, um, and the Democrat uh, was an incumbent. Am, am I right on this one, Ian? You're going to have to help me out. Okay, 90, wait, what, what 2006, what Michael Badnarik in Texas, uh, that, you know, where he was running as a libertarian against the... Crap, I don't remember much You don't remember that. the one, at, not the, the the presidential race in 2004, yeah, I see what, I see what but saying. 2006 he was running and he had like billboards up and, and he, yeah. it was a big race. It was a big deal, yeah. And, um, you know, he just... I don't remember how bad he lost, though. He didn't, it wasn't, it really wasn't that close. And does it really matter whether you get 10%, 5%, 2%? 
I don't know. I think what matters is reaching out to people and getting them the ideas of liberty, and I think that a good principled campaign can do that. So I think there's some value in that. But just, like I say, bashing my head up against the wall, I got tired uh, tired of it after a while. And I figured I'd move here to New Hampshire and join up with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, and that has been a great choice. More coming up. Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sigil CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, including our Shrine of Female Listeners. The dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of this program. You'll see them, and if you're a lady listener, you can become a Shriner at shrine.freetalklive.com. Again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. The School Sucks podcast provides ideas and information about the eventual end of childhood subjugation. Because indoctrination plus regurgitation plus graduation does not add up to a real education. Visit SchoolSucksProject.com to learn more. That's SchoolSucksProject.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, and we go to Charles listening in Ohio to WAIS in Athens. Hello, Charles. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, just wanted to discuss uh, some liberating music, God versus Satan, in Athens, Ohio, tonight at the Union. If any listeners out there are wanting a liberation of the soul. Are you plugging an event? Uh, yes. Okay, well, we do have, this is an international uh, talk radio program. and Syndicated on 79 radio stations across America. Probably not likely that uh, that's going to be found as relevant to the uh, supermajority of our listeners. But what is this event, though? Tell me a little bit more about it. I, it sounds... uh, it's ACRN Lobster Fest. They're just hosting an event, and uh, they're just uh, you know promoting good music out there. And What's the Ohio? God versus Satan thing? Uh, that's what I don't understand. What, what's that all about? It's uh, our band that we're playing. I'm just doing like kind of promotion for it. Oh, I see. It's that's so. That's the name of your band. It's not like it's some kind of religious festival or something. No, like no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Right, well, well, you certainly yeah, got our hackles it's, up. It's freestyle psychedelic noise music. So if anybody wants to go, freestyle you know, psychedelic, psychedelic noise, noise music. You know, yeah, they, exactly. the the uh, the the effort uh, many of many bands to to sort of distinguish themselves and try to uh, you know to come up with new names for what what it is that they do and and describe what it is that they do kind of uh, it bewilders me I have no idea what freestyle psychedelic noise music could possibly well, mean well what we do is we use anything we can you know tin cans toys whatever you know mess with them circuit bend them whatever and kind of just mess with instruments and reverb pedals all that so it's so it's very style it's, meaning like we press record we don't know what's going to happen and yeah. we just do it. So it's very experimental. Guys, yes, if you guys ever want to check it out, it's you know just Google God versus Satan straight out. The first thing that pops up, that's it. That's pretty awesome that your band would pop up on uh, on such a Google search. And I thank you for the call tonight. Good luck out there uh, at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That number brought to you by uh, Sakel C A I one eight hundred. 
All right, Afghanistan. Let's change venues, Mark, and go uh, over there and find out what's going on. Last time we heard a story out of, I think it was Afghanistan, was where the U.S. military raided what they thought was some sort of a terrorist operation, and it turned out it was a boys' school, uh, like a boarding school, uh, one of those uh, boys-only schools, and they shot them up and killed some young men. And uh, their teachers, yeah. I guess it was 11 people. So that would have been pretty upsetting, but that's not the only upsetting uh, thing that's going on over there, and I'm sure we're only scratching the surface. What else? This one's from Democracy Now! Afghans protest deadly nighttime raid. If the Americans do this again, we are ready to shed our blood to fight them. These aren't Talibanis. These are regular old Afghans in the Pushtun territory Mm -hmm. that... They're trying to live their lives, okay? The ones that were supposed to be over there to protect, we are supposed to be over there to protect, as if you can protect people by, you know, putting soldiers in their midst and, uh, you know, shooting rounds off of them. Mourners continued to uh, gather on Saturday. Wait, 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 before you go on, that initial statement is a pretty forgiving statement, don't you think? What's that? I mean, yeah, they're they're ready to, you know, we're willing to forgive this incident of uh, this mistake. You slaughtered us, uh, and... We read one of these two weeks ago. Yeah. How many of these are going to occur? The fact is, when you send soldiers in, and I'm not saying these soldiers are bad guys, but they're not cops, okay? They can't, they don't, you can't operate in a foreign territory like police officers and only shoot good guys. There's always going to be collateral damage. And collateral damage may seem like an acceptable amount to you and me sitting over here in, uh, you know, nice plush America with our, uh, you know, three meals a day and the and the air conditioner blowing and the color television and the internet and all that good stuff that we have. But when that collateral damage is your mom lying there dead in the dirt, her the blood, uh, the, her lifeblood seeping out into your hands, her face slack in death, when that is what the collateral damage is. Suddenly, collateral damage takes on a whole new meaning. Mm, yeah. Try to imagine everybody stop down for a second and, and, and forget the idea of collateral damage and imagine your mom lying, dying in your arms because some American soldier made a mistake. Yeah. Not, it, it just some 20-year-old with, a, with an automatic rifle. Some 24-year-old. Or maybe I mean, it wasn't you, a mistake. Maybe it was on purpose. Maybe he's a sadist. It, it could be, but more like, it seems more likely to me that you send these guys in there. Look for the enemy, fellas. We know what the enemy looks like. They look like Afghanis. How do, how do you know when you're a soldier? These people aren't wearing uniforms. This isn't mm-hmm. World War II when you go after the guy with the, with the swastika on his arm. This is an entirely different operation, and it you can't win it. There's so, nothing to win, by the way. The State, the state Department uh, envoy, Barack Obama State Department envoy, basically uh, stated that the only thing to win in Afghanistan is Barack Obama's honor. And if Barack Obama wants to fight in Afghanistan, I'm, I, I, <laughs> yeah, please. Give him a knife. Yeah, him give over. him a knife. Send him out there and let him fight somebody. All right, so what happened? Mourners continued to gather on Saturday in the small farming village of... Kashkavki, Kashkakvi, Kashkagi, in eastern Afghanistan's Nangarhar province, apparently it wasn't in Pashtun, where an early, uh, early Friday morning raid by U.S. and Afghan special forces led, their special forces, yeah, I told you, uh, led eight people dead, left eight people dead. The military issued a statement saying their forces came under attack, and in the firefight, a Taliban subcommander and uh, seven militants were killed. So eight people died. It was a Taliban subcommander and seven militants. According to the military. Sure. What's a militant look like? That dead person on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's a militant. 
Hmm. You know, it, it, um, the the quote, uh, I can't remember whether it was Wayne or one of our co-hosts said, and it's it's great, it was uh, from, shoot, I can't remember the movie, whether, whether, whether it was Platoon or whatever, but how do you know what a VC looks like? They're the ones that are running. How do you know what, um, what are the standing ones? Uh, they're courageous VC, hmm. VC Viet Cong, the enemy. Yeah. What's the enemy look like? How do you know if they're not wearing uniforms? How does anyone know? Residents here tell a different story. Independent journalist Rick Rowley of the Big Noise Films uh, was at the scene and, uh, you know, filmed this report here. But uh, these people are, you know, they're they're in bad shape and they they're sad that their their families have been slaughtered and it, it's sick stuff. And this is uh, how it happens, right? I mean, they they uh, people get their family members killed and then all of a sudden the other things in their life aren't so important anymore. You know, they, their loved ones are dead. So how important is it to show up to work the next day? No, maybe they'll spend their day building bombs instead. How about uh, rather rather than uh, go to work or go to the bazaar or the marketplace and uh, imply their wares or whatever it is that they do for uh, for a living is what they did for a living. Why, why bother? I mean, your, your family was just exterminated. What else do you have to live for at that point? I mean, the idea that these folks are uh, are even saying... Well, if you do this again, we're going to shed our blood. That's a that's a pretty forgiving statement, and it really goes to show that these are not monsters and they are not uh, terrible people. Yeah, and, and you know, here's the from the transcript. It says, "We woke up. We heard them open fire. They shot three people in the guest house. We th- we thought thieves had come in from the desert. One of my brothers-in-law went up on the roof to see who was there. As he climbed the stairs, the American shot him. He oh died instantly. Gosh. The second boy was his son. They hit him with a grenade. He survived until five in the morning. He was 16 years old." We'll Blood to death from wounds in his leg. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Morsels. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. A balanced diet is important, but so is the occasional treat. Working with your kids to bake a dessert from scratch helps them to appreciate it even more, and it keeps them from resenting having to eat their veggies every other day. Plus, baking is a perfect excuse to spend time with your kids, since just being together is a treat. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, bring up anything at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo or video showing they listen to the show. Uh, go to shrine.freetalklive.com. Also enjoy our listening options, archives, and more. It's all free at freetalklive.com. Have the stories of civil disobedience here in New Hampshire touched, moved, and inspired you? But for whatever reason you can't be involved? Well, now you can. The Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org allows you to care for these brave men and women by financially supporting them while they face down the organizations that op- operate through violence and coercion. It's cdevolution.org. All right. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. As we continue, world's oldest marijuana stash. According to Discovery News, nearly two pounds of still green plant material Found in a 2,700-year-old grave in the Gobi Desert, has just been identified as the world's oldest marijuana stash, according to a paper in the latest issue of the Journal of Experimental Botany. You think they uh, arrested the scientists that found it? 
That's a good question. I don't know. A barrage of tests proves the marijuana possessed potent psychoactive properties and casts doubt on the theory that ancients only grew the plant for hemp in order to make clothing, rope, and other objects. Apparently, they were getting high, too. Lead author Ethan Russo told Discovery News that marijuana is quite similar, that the marijuana is quite similar to what is grown today. Uh, he explained that we know from both the chemical analysis and genetics it could produce THC. Uh, he explained, adding that no one could feel its effects today due to decomposition over the millennia. Russo served as a visiting professor for the Chinese Acad- Academy of Sciences Institute of Botany. While conducting the study, he and his international team analyzed the cannabis, which was excavated at the Yanghai tombs near Turpan, China. It was found lightly pounded in a wooden bowl in a leather basket near the head of a blue-eyed Caucasian man who died when he was about 45. This individual was buried with an un- uh, with unusual number of high-value rare items, mentioning that objects included a makeup bag, bridles, pots, archery equipment, and a Kongao harp. The researchers believe the individual was a shaman from the Gushi people who spoke a now extinct language called Tokarian that was similar to Celtic. Scientists originally thought the plant material... Similar the- to Celtic? Apparently. In uh, the Gobi Desert? They thought the plant material in the grave was coriander, but microscopic botanical analysis of the contents along with genetic testing revealed it was cannabis. The size of seeds mixed in with the leaves and others... Along with their color, along with and, and other characteristics, indicate the marijuana came from a cultivated strain. Before the burial, someone had carefully picked out all of the male plant parts, which are less psychoactive. So Russo and his team believe there is little doubt as to why the cannabis was grown. So they're pointing out there that this guy didn't have hemp uh, with him. He had the buds of the female marijuana plant uh, buried with him. And what is in question, according to the story, is how the marijuana was administered, since no pipes or other objects associated with smoking were found in the grave. Perhaps it was ingested orally, said Rousseau. It might also have been fumigated, as the Scythian tribes to the north did so uh, did subsequently. What does fumigated mean? I don't know. Maybe va- I looked that one up. Fumigate is normally something I hear when I when someone's talking about pest control. So uh, that's a good question. Check that one out for me. I will do that. Although other cultures in the area used hemp to make various goods as early as 7,000 years ago, additional tomb finds indicate the Gushi fabricated their clothing from wool and made their rope out of reed fibers. The scientists are unsure if the marijuana was grown for more spiritual or medical purposes, but it's evident that the blue-eyed man was buried with a lot of it. According to Russo, as with other grave goods, it was traditional to place items needed for the afterlife in the tomb with the departed. So this is marijuana was so important that he knew he'd need some later on. After uh, after he died, he wanted to have his pot. And the ancient marijuana stash is now housed at the Turpan Museum in China. In the future, he hopes to conduct further research, uh, f- further research at the site, which has over 2,000 other tombs. It could be. Um, best I can come up with, uh, fumigation is, you know, that's what they do to, uh, you know, fumigate houses and maybe yeah. maybe what they did was burn a lot in a room and then you just kind of just breathed, it, it. breathed it in in that manner yeah 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 that's a possibility what do they call it hot boxing as they go the kids would call no it, i right? think hot boxing is when you uh take you, you draw too quickly on a cigarette and it gets uh, the 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 cherry gets too long nope that, well that's maybe that's for a cigarette smoker but for a for a pot smoker a hot box is when you were to for instance uh, sit in a car with your friends with the windows rolled up and uh and smoke a joint or smoke. i've heard that called contact highs well, everybody's usually Contact smoking. Buzz. They're they're usually smoking, but the the smoke is trapped in the car, so it's it's called a a hot box. Okay. Or a room, a small room, like a bathroom or something like that. 
And uh, so there you go. A little bit of uh, interesting news, I think, to show that even as long as 2,700 years ago, uh, people in various cultures around the world were engaging in the, the consumption of cannabis for either medicinal or recreational purposes. Because they know that this is the female part of the plant. This is the part that, that uh, people get busted for and put in jail cells for smoking uh, today. Because God loves you and that's why he made weed. So uh, so there you have it. I just, I just thought that was an interesting story just to kind of show that this is not a new phenomenon of, of human beings. I love the idea that uh, the, the weed is very similar in potency to what we have today. But the weed that we smoked in the 60s was nothing like the, yeah. the, the marijuana they're smoking. These kids are getting a hold of it today. It's like super weed. Mm. No, That's what on. they claim. Yeah, It's, it's bullcrap. You know, how, how could the weed get that much better over the years, right? <laughs> weed has been around for a long time yeah. and uh, yeah while it's true that there they have ways of growing it today that may contribute to some increased is orange potency. juice that much sweeter than it was when yeah. i was a kid i don't think it is and it's not to say that they couldn't uh they, they couldn't grow it in very uh, specific ways back then either uh and it sounded like this guy had some good weed with him from yeah. what they were saying as good as people are at growing things now our forefathers were better at growing stuff then they spent more time on it most it was their life yeah. lifeblood yeah so just you know there you go a little bit of uh, of evidence that uh, smoking uh, cannabis is not a new phenomenon in any way shape or form in fact uh it is very likely that uh, that he was using it for recreational purposes even animals i mean that's why they said well there was no pipe well maybe there were pipes but he didn't find that important enough to bury with him um it was certainly possible that they were using pipes back then but also uh they could have been eating it animals have been known to uh, to eat cannabis in the forest and so uh, you know people have seen deers uh, come up next to a, a marijuana plant and and eat on uh, just just eat the buds nibble the buds off of it and there's a reason for that because because the human animal as well as other animals have appreciations for the idea of altering one's state of consciousness and it's it's a goal to some extent for for recreational purposes and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that i know we had a guy call in last night who believed that there was something inherently wrong yeah, with it. i wish we would have handled him differently i really um, you, you know every once in a while you take one home with you and i took that guy home with me and i really kept wish you up late at night or something yeah or well i i thought about him i don't know like kept me up not much does uh, i swear to god nature b really works as far as giving you a, a good night's sleep but um you know this guy he said something about well what are we teaching the children by legalizing you know making it legal for young people to to drink alcohol what would we be showing the children maybe what we'd be showing the children sir is that it's not okay to use uh you know force and violence and coercion on somebody that you disagree with wouldn't that be a great thing to show your child that it's not okay to go kick somebody in the knee, in the shin in order to get them to do what you want isn't that what jesus wanted Sounds good to me. I don't think we were too. I don't think we were mean to that guy. Last I don't know that we were mean. I just I, I feel that where there was a better opportunity, and I don't think we got it. All right, the uh, toll free number here is your opportunity to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up absolutely anything at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Coming up, Mark, you've got an email you want to share. What's the focus of this? It's email? basically uh, a listener's adventure with dealing with some bureaucrats. Uh, a oh friend boy. of his, uh, a friend of his, managed to get himself arrested over some silly stuff and just uh, you know the incompetence that surrounds government bureaucracies and the the lack of uh 
of responsibility that the people that have that you know that that maintain that level of incompetence have. We will uh, get to that story here, but your calls come first. So to the phones next. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 1-800-259-9231. And this is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You want to support the show, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. A whole list of things you can do. Most of them are free or very low cost. Things like printing out flyers or calling your local radio station. uh, All listed for you at promote.freetalklive.com. Plus a whole bunch of banners. If you haven't seen those yet, and you're still using one of our old banners on your website, go grab one of the fresh ones. There's a whole bunch of new banners there at promote.freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll get to Mark's email shortly, uh, but first we go to Sam in Illinois. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hey, Sam, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, well, I want to say I like what you guys do, and I heard you talking a little bit about Afghanistan, and uh, just a couple things I just want to say about that. You know, Did anyone see the Geraldo thing where he was talking about he was interviewing the troops and they were guarding the opium plants. Anybody see that? Um, I have heard that the troops are guarding the opium plants and they're overlooking the ovi- opium. Overlooking, yeah, give yeah. me a break. I've, right. I've heard yeah, that term but, too. <laughs> yes, and that uh, when the Taliban was in charge, the opium production was almost uh, completely uh, eliminated and now that they're not in charge anymore, the opium production is up to 80-90%. Yeah, I've heard that stuff. So, so I really, I really think that it's it's really what it's really about it's about the drugs it's about the opium maybe probably that's first and maybe then it's about the oil pipeline I think um, you know imagine it, it, it's such a sin it's such a travesty all the innocent people that are getting killed over there yeah it's horrible imagine if, imagine if we had foreign troops in our country imagine that and they were coming in kicking our doors in fighting us and, and, and trying to I think that question you're asking is such a good question. I think it's a great thought experiment, but it doesn't seem to really phase the people that uh, that are in support of the war. I, I, I've never really did. I mean, it's maybe some people would could be gotten to think about it a little bit more uh, carefully by asking that question. But sometimes it just seems to bounce right off of them. Yeah, I think that uh, they don't want to look at what it's like to walk a, a mile in another guy's moccasins. Well, I, it couldn't happen here. It well, couldn't happen they here. Don't, they don't well, want it to happen here. So they they believe that fighting the wars over there prevent it from happening here. And there's there's something to be said for that. There's there there is you know there, there's something to be said for that. Uh, I think it makes some people want to attack this nation, but. I think other it makes other people want to go where the the action is. Other you know militants want to go where the action is to fight off you know the the bad military guys. The bad guys, right? And, well, I think we have a nation of sheep in this country, and everybody's been brainwashed to think that Al Qaeda. I mean Al Qaeda. Excuse me, Al Qaeda really was responsible for events like nine eleven. When if 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 you're a free thinker and want to do your own research, it's very easy to see that that's just a myth. 
have really probably had very little to do with what actually really happened. And well, that, I, don't know uh, what, you know, I don't know what really happened, and I don't presume well, uh, well, presume to know. I mean, Al-Qaeda has well, claimed credit for what happened. I mean, yeah, if, if Al-Qaeda is Osama bin Laden or whatever. But it was a lot deeper than what we were all led to believe. I mean, there, I mean, come on. Well, I mean, certainly it, it, Al-Qaeda it, is a creation of the CIA. There's, uh, you know, there's simply well, no yes, denying that. Yes. Well, there's no denying it, right. There's no denying that, of course. So, Sam, what else did you but, want to share tonight? Well, that, you know, that, was, that was just basically it. All right. Thanks I, for the uh, call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Mark, somebody sent you an email, and you wanted to share that tonight. Yep. Um, so he says, I'd uh, like to share my recent dealings with the Bay County Sheriff's Office in Panama City, Florida. And, oh, boy. You know, this is, to somebody from Florida, this this sort of shows up as, as uh, rednecks uh, on parade to me, but... I'm sure not all of them are. That's just the way it seems. It's it the panhandle of Florida. Yeah. It all started around 11.30 p.m. last Thursday night. I got a phone call from a friend in New York stating her boyfriend was arrested in Panama City while coming home from a business trip. My friend couldn't give me too many details, but she thought the charges were possession of marijuana and possession of narcotics. Hmm. She stated that she gave him a Xanax so that uh, I thought he got tagged for having controlled substance without proper prescription without a proper prescription bottle. Oof, it's a felony. Yeah, I recently learned on the show that if you take your prescription medicine out of the original container and place it in another one, then you can be arrested for that. I live in Tampa, and it's a six-hour drive to Panama City, but since I'm not currently out of work, I figured, what the heck, I'll take a nice long drive. By 12.15 a.m., I was on the road with all the money I could gather together so that I could bail them out. I never bailed anyone out before, so I figured I'd just show up at the jail and see if I had enough money to bail them out. Otherwise, I'd have to find a bondsman to do that. So arriving at 5 a.m. would have allowed me enough time to get all that all together, get him out as soon as possible so that he could fly home and be with his family. 5 a.m.? Yeah, well, he was taking a drive in all night. Gotcha. Yeah, and um, with his family on the holiday weekend. So I thought, this is Memorial Day, this is last week. So I got there at 5 a.m. I had to cross the time zone, so it was really 6 a.m. to me. The lady behind the information counter says that they do indeed have him there, and I asked what the bail was. She said bail wasn't set yet, and he was uh, to see the judge on the list uh, to see him at noon, and he's got to uh, wait for the other 35 people to talk to the judge so they can bring them all back, and he should be ready for release at about 2 p.m. Great. Now I have eight hours to kill to find out about bail. Oh, well, I'll just cruise around Panama City and check it out the sites for a few hours. While killing time, it dawns on me that maybe I should head to the courthouse and see if I can watch the bail hearing and find out how much yeah, um, how much it is and then run back to the jail and so that I can have him bailed out before he even gets back. I found the courthouse and confirmed with the nice-armed men at the door that I can, in fact, watch the hearing and beat him back. Great idea, right? So I thought. Yeah, yeah. While sitting there in the parking lot waiting for 2 o'clock to arrive because this is what time the guard at the courthouse says the judge sees the inmates. Do you see so the it was noon earlier and now it's 2 o'clock. You see the mismatch information I'm getting from these people? Typical. The person at the jail says noon and the one at the courthouse says 2 p.m. Yeah, typical. So I get on the phone, we get a phone call at around 1 p.m. from and the girlfriend. And these are arraignments in the afternoon? This is bail hearings. Oh, bail hearings. From the girlfriend stating that he's done and that she'll be getting back, um, getting out in about an hour. So I race back to the jail and talk to a different lady behind the counter to find the status. This is at 1 o'clock. Yeah, uh, from 1 o'clock that Got happened, it. yeah. Find the status of my friend and ask, where do I have to go to pay the bail? She says that I don't have to pay. He should be out by 3 p.m. So personal recognizance? I'm confused because I'm getting all kinds of different information from this person and that person. And I'm here and I'll stay because I'm according to her. He'll be out soon and I can get him at the airport for his 5.35 flight. So I thought. Mm-hmm. 
It was 1.45 by the time I got back to the jail, and she said he'd uh, be out by 3. They got a uh, air-conditioned waiting room, so I figured I'd just chill out for about an hour. In no time, uh, we'd be at the airport at the bar laughing this incident off. I watched the clock in the wall go past 3 p.m. to 3.15, then to 3.30. So I ask about his release, and they say he's not out yet. Thanks, Captain Obvious, but I really want to know is when he'll be released. At this point, I'm when becoming, he's ready. Yeah, I'm becoming frustrated, and all that's going on in my mind is how right Mark and Ian are about the absolute lack of respect law enforcement has for the people of this country, and there's no accountability and no motivation to make things streamlined. Nope. They so can't I'm, even get their message straight. They can't no. even. They, they they don't. There's no. They don't need to. No. What difference does it make if they give you bad information? No, they don't care. So I'm stewing about all this, and I start to take notice of things around me. Things like how many people are behind the disinformation counter. Not an information counter, right? So he's sitting at the jail at this point. Yeah, he's sitting in an air-conditioned waiting room, basically. At any point uh, in time, there are three employees behind there, and they're all they're doing is chatting up a storm and dealing with the occasional person and mm-hmm. phone call. Not busy by any stretch of the imagination. All the while, these people are chatting to themselves behind the counter. Other employees would come up and um, up here and there and lean over and rest their arms on the counter and join in the conversation. Yep. They were having a grand old time. Sure. Since I've been sitting for a while, Sweet I decided to go outside and walk around for a bit and notice that there was a helicopter with the engine running and the blades spinning on the grass a short walk from the doors. Hmm. I love machinery, so I walk closer to take a look and notice it's a sheriff's department helicopter. It's got three things in the bottom, and I assume that one is a regular camera, an infrared one, and a spotlight. While watching the blades go around, I thought to myself, why would someone need to fly a helicopter here? I'm sure it's a waste of taxpayer money to ferry someone around here and have the helicopter keep the engine running while the important person does some important work. The helicopter didn't take off until two hours later, and the engine was, was left running, running the, whole, the time? whole time. Your tax dollars at work. Yeah. It's just like the cops that sit out there right now in Keene, New Hampshire, where we are broadcasting this show. Uh, there's some construction going on, and you know this if you've got construction in your area, because I'm sure it's just common around the country. They did this in Florida, uh, where the cops run their cars all day long. They're not sitting in the cars. They're just <laughs> they're standing outside doing you know with their arms crossed, looking at the construction. And they just run the engines on the cars all day, just burning gasoline. And and yet the city, the, the city people talks about how green it is. You know, yeah. They love to talk about how green they are. And green key. <laughs> it's, it's ludicrous. It yeah. absolutely is. But a helicopter is even worse. I mean, that's tremendously uh, inefficient. One thing I've got to say about the, the cops here in, in Keene, when I go and ask them uh, you know, questions, you pull up, they'll always answer them for you. When the sheriff's departments in, Florida. Uh, in Florida, my experience was uh, essentially, you know, they, they'd yell yourself. at you. They'd yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was terrible dealing with Oh, yeah. With them. They're, caught, they're cut above here in Keene, no doubt. The uh, escapades but, compi- continue oh, here in, in Bay County. So uh, yeah, We'll talk you know, about we'll that call. coming up in hour three here. <laughs> Helicopter sitting there running for yeah, two hours. That's got to be cheap, right? No. Yeah, that was probably $100 every quarter hour. It may be more. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything. Hour three's on the way. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. 
filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring in, bring up whatever you want here as we launch into the hour, uh, the third hour of the program, 800-259-9231. Much controversy over the new chat room changes. Uh, not sure how that's all going to play out. As usual, you can't please everybody. Some people don't like it very much. So we're trying, trying to figure out how to make everybody, as many of our chatters, happy as possible. You can go and join the fun over at cam.freetalklive.com and uh, you know, let us know if you like it or not. Uh, so, we are launching into the third hour. Mark is here uh, tonight, of course, and you've got an email, Mark, that you're sharing with us from a listener who was called to bail his friend out. His friend was arrested as he was coming back from a business trip, as I, under- as I understand it. That's correct. Uh, charged allegedly with marijuana possession, something else. And well, at this, that, That's what he thought he was charged with. I mean, you know, the, the story goes on. Right. So, we're going to learn more about uh, what, what happened here, but just to bring our listeners up to speed... As I understood it, uh, he drove up from Tampa to uh, Panama City about, a, as he's put it, a six-hour drive. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, drove in the middle of the night to uh, to help his his friend out. He arrives there uh, early in the morning, 5 a.m., to find yeah. out. Be careful on that drive because there are counties in Florida that, that make their whole annual budget just by giving tickets to people that are driving through them. He drives there to find out from the bureaucrat at the jail that uh, the arraignment or the bail hearing will not be happening until the afternoon. So he immediately had time to kill. He goes to the courthouse later, figured, well, I'm going to go see this. I want to watch this. I don't have anything else to do. Where the guard at the door, one of the bailiffs, tells him, oh, that's not going to happen till noon or till, excuse me, two o'clock. So the jail guard said it was noon. The guy at the door said it was two. And uh, it turns out it was closer to noon than it was to two. Right. He presumed that the guy at the court knew more about what he was talking about. So he believed him. But unfortunately, it wasn't two. It was earlier on. So he missed it uh, actually happening. Went back to the jail, discovered that his friend was at that point back at the jail. Where do we leave off here, Mark? Well, um, he actually where we left off, he was he was waiting for his friend to come out of the jail. And, um, you know, he was sort of observing what the bureaucrats were doing. And, you know, that can always be a, a fun time had by all because, well, you know, they it's not like they're working very hard. Oh, yeah. He was commenting on how there were three of them behind the table just goofing off and chatting and having a good old time. And then and people would drop by all, and, you know, and other and bureaucrats it, yeah. would come by and hang out and chat it up. And, you know, it's, it's great being a bureaucrat. You don't really actually have to do much work in, in some of their jobs. I mean, sure, there are some of them that actually do go out and, like, fix traffic lights and things like that. But many of them are just make work jobs. I did that job, too. Um, you know, I worked for a, a, a municipal organization, and I can tell you that we did not work very hard, even when you did. Yeah do the work i was a con i was conscripted convict labor for them and we still didn't, didn't work, work very hard. hard i think we put three hours in why wow. because if we worked then the uh, the correctional officer that was watching us would have would have had to work at least you know stand out in the sun i see so you know that wasn't going to happen so uh, so he's observing the bureaucrats and let's continue his story by the time 4 p.m rolls around i'm getting anxious but i can still get to the airport on time so i thought i did he didn't get out till 5 45 and he missed his flight they said there was a, a code purple, and I can only assume that meant somebody left Krispy Kremes in the gu- uh, guard's break room, so they had to lock the cell block down to delay my friends uh, some more. 
When we got back to my car, I asked, what the heck happened? Turns out he had taken the family to... Uh, Wait, what time did he end up getting out? I'm sorry, I missed that. 545. Fact, okay, 545. Turns out so he had taken... six hours after the original uh, claim. Yeah. yeah. Taken the family to Dormy Park in Pennsylvania the weekend before and left his uh, glass pipe in the bag and he used to uh, travel to Panama City. It had residual green leafy substance in it, but it wound up making it through the New York TSA agents. Um, and his, <laughs> his intention was to throw the pipe away before he left, but he finished the job and went right to the airport. He forgot. It was a TSA agent acting as DEA agent. Now, by the way, TSA is not supposed to be busting people for marijuana. Why would they? I mean, I don't know what they're supposed to, oh, but that's yeah. not what, that wasn't the idea. Well, the, the idea behind the Border Patrol is to allegedly keep people out, but they are very busy busting uh, marijuana and things like that. So anytime you give somebody a badge, uh, they get it in their head that they yeah. can just do whatever. The original charges were possession of a green leafy, leafy substance believed to be marijuana and possession of narcotic paraphernalia, the glass pipe. He never did see the judge, just the clerk, and she said the charges were being dropped, and all you have to do is pay court costs to the tune of $700. You guys have been right all along. It's just a form of extortion. The worst part is we pay for these idiots to do this to us. They're dropping the charges and charging him court costs. Right, so America is that that much less safe because here's another marijuana smoker walking around free because all they wanted to do was extort him for $700. I don't know if I've ever heard of that happening before. I have. Really? Dropping the charges and then saying, well, even though we're not going to prosecute you, you still owe us some money. Yeah, yeah, they do that. They do that all the time, Ian. Well, normally court costs are uh, are administered after a trial. Or they're afterwards. What know, about so- when they do it with the, uh, the the driver's licenses and they say, uh, well, well, we'll keep the points off your license if you just pay this fee. People are always worried about the points. Right. They're not worried about the, the money. I can pay $300 to the government. It's the points of my license that are going to cost me. I just, I, that's a first Especially for me, if you Mark, live in a I, metropolitan I area. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. And it doesn't surprise me. I just don't think I've ever heard of it before. I mean, you didn't do anything. There, what, what court costs? You didn't even hold it what, what, the, for the bail <laughs> hearing? Is that what it was? It's court costs. It's crazy. It's whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, what would you do, Ian? If the, I mean, what would if you're down in Panama City, you get busted. You could be facing misdemeanor charges. They've dropped. You'd the have charges. to go back. Go away. Leave. I mean, if they've dropped the charges, what are they going to charge you with then? I. They can bring Failure them right back up, costs? can't they? Failure to pay court costs or something. I like don't that? know. Is there a charge like that. Let's continue. Is there more? Uh, here's the capper. He had two hundred and seventy-five dollars in his wallet. Mm. He didn't get that back. They said that they'd oh. send him a check. He asked why. They said, that's the way it works. The way it is. Yep. He said, uh, sorry it's so long, but there's uh, just side stories to this adventure. While waiting in frustration for my friend to come out, a pickup truck comes into the parking lot and starts the employees a buzzing. A bunch of them went out there and they started talking to a woman who had pulled up in a large cooler and opened it up. I saw the woman was handing them freezer bags full of shrimp and the employees were handing her money. No register, no change, no receipt. You guessed it. No tax either. Here were a bunch of law enforcement employees willfully breaking the law. This was not a one-time thing, as these people were coming out to the truck with small coolers. They knew she they was knew coming. Who she was. Yeah. My friend goes to jail and misses two days with his family. Gets robbed of two hundred seventy-five dollars. Has to pay court costs of seven hundred dollars, and then they had to pay, which I would argue is just a thousand-dollar uh, robbery. 
and then had to pay for a hotel room and fifty dollars to charge his uh, airplane ticket. And these people are breaking laws right in front of our faces. <laughs> I even got a picture of it as I was watching. Here it is. Yep, yep. here they sure are. Enough. They're all crowded around this truck. Um, as as Let's I was watching shrimp. the shrimp frenzy, <laughs> it dawned on me that Panama City is on the Gulf of Mexico, not too far away from the site of the Deepwater Horizon leak. As a matter of fact, while killing time, um, it, excuse me, while killing time, I found out the waterfront and even saw a bunch of equipment for uh, spill cleanup at, the, at that stage, stage at the marina, just sitting there with millions of dollars worth of barges, vacuum trucks, and mm. brooms, and oil-soaking pads, and about 50 men all sitting idle. So isn't there supposed to be a fishing ban? I, I'm not uh, sure, but it made me chuckle to think that these people... That caught the shrimp may have done it illegally and then sold them to law enforcement illegally. Maybe. What a country. Wow. Uh, here's, he says, uh, here's the sign I saw while taking the long drive home. I believe this one may be the definition of ironic. It's Liberty Correctional Institution. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty Prison. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Yeah, wow. it's up there in the panhandle. Wow. So, you know, this is this is what it's like. To deal with the, the government. And this is what you wish upon people every time you say, there ought to be, be a law. law. And the only people that say that are the people that don't do the activity that it is that they right. wish to be undone. Isn't it a lot simpler to just say, hey, I won't hurt you. I won't steal right. from you. I won't commit fraud against you. You don't do it to me. Do no harm. And Honor then, your agreements. Right. It, Two it, simple rules for society. What more do you need than that? Yeah, it, it is pretty simple. But... But and you're right, Mark. This is ha- this happens every day across the country. Some variation on this story. Oh, it happens a hundred times. Where, across the country. Oh, oh, absolutely. In every political jurisdiction across the country, this happens hundreds of times. In every jurisdiction, uh, people are arrested for things that are not crimes. They are malum prohibitums. That is the uh, the Latin term for what stuff like this is. Where no, it's one, bad, so it's wrong. Yeah, well, we say it's wrong. So it's, it's bad, so it's, it's prohibited. Uh, and. It's just outrageous. It's just a big extortion racket and scheme that preys upon people who, in most most cases, are not able to afford to pay these uh, these bills. Seven hundred dollars. Most people cannot afford to pay things like that. Uh, you know, they're not going after the guy driving the Lexus. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 1 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. Tonight it's in here. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site and they're all free for you, including our webcam. You can go and watch and listen all at the same time to the program. Also chat because our chat room is on the same page as our webcam. Get interactive, watch, listen all free over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. The webcam brought to you by memorydealers.com. Yeah, memorydealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. 
They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. All right, so we're going to continue here taking your phone calls about what you want. Go to Joe in Athens, Ohio, listening to WAIS. Hello, Joe. Hi, Ian and Mark. How are you guys doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I have a handful of things for you. Uh, one is I'm a third-time caller, and I, I appreciate you guys, although I wouldn't consider myself a libertarian. As I hear you don't either, Ian. Is that right? I don't use that term uh, these days. Nope. I, I, you're not, I reject you're not I, I quit the Libertarian Party in 2008 before the presidential uh, their presidential uh, candidate was nominated. But I but I, I like the Constitution. Do we agree on that? I do not. I used to be one of those constitutional kind of guys, uh, but uh, yeah, since then I've realized, as Lysander Spooner put it, that the Constitution is not a binding document on me. I never signed it. The men that did sign it are, are now dead, and they didn't even sign it in a contractual form. It was signed in uh, in witness thereof. And so, if anything, the Constitution was a good try at trying to rein in the uh, the power of the state. I think that some of them had the best of intentions, uh, but I don't think that. I think, as Lysander Spooner pointed out, that the Constitution has either authorized all the tyranny that has uh, that we've seen, or has been powerless to prevent it. So, I'm more of somebody who's moved uh, beyond the constitutional frame of uh, of understanding to basically embrace the idea of voluntary interaction between human beings and no need, uh, no no real desire or need for a, uh, a coercive, violent monopoly that we call the well, government. i, I got to say I respect what you're saying, and um, I, it gets back to the law, and the law is broken. Uh, an earlier caller mentioned uh, the British... What, what do you say, the British... The something? caller claimed it stands for the bar claim... Uh, the claim was the bar stands for British Accredited Registry, but from what I can tell, that's nothing more than a... You know, that's that's a conspiracy theory. I don't know if there's any... Okay, I don't like conspiracy theory. Well, I, conspiracy theory is pejorative, but you're, we're getting too philosophical here. First, with uh, the, a segue to your jail stories, uh, last time I went to jail... A couple of years ago, I missed a child support hearing because I didn't know I had one. And I found out there was a warrant for my arrest. It was coming up on the holidays. I said, I'll get through the holidays, and I'll go tell the judge I'm sorry. And, you know, fortunately, I've since been blessed to be able to pay off the child support and whatnot. But I was driving between Cleveland and Akron, uh, and they got my license plate with one of those fancy cameras. Mm-hmm. And they pulled me right over and blessed me on Christmas Day. Oh, man. I spent Christmas night in jail. Gosh. And thanks, thankfully, my folks were able to come up and get my two little kids who were in the car and oh rescue my, my van full of tools. But the point is, those license plate scanners, ah. Okay, so now I'm in jail. And, and another thing I can tell everybody is, memorize more phone numbers. Yeah. My wife gets me for this because, you know, all my numbers are in my phone. But One of the nice things we've got here—that's a good suggestion—is to uh, to memorize. If you're if you're at a nicer jail, they might let you use your cell phone to pull a number from. Uh, you know that. No, has, no, no, no. You can only make collect calls from jail. It really depends and, on the the jail. I mean, you know, different oh, no, no, jails no. operate differently. No, no. What I was saying is they might let you use your phone to pull a number from. So if you don't, if you're at a nicer jail, and some of them are up here in New Hampshire, I don't know how many. You can't jails, count on it. I mean, right? I don't know how many. They're not nice here. 
They're not nice here. <laughs> I don't think they are. They're not and, nice and, in a lot so of places. I only had a handful of numbers I could use, so it took me a couple days to get my employer to bail me out. He wow. bailed me out at 10.30 in the morning. He said, okay, he's bailed out. He sent somebody to pick me up at 11, and they sat there till like, 3 o'clock. God. And I sat there until almost 4 o'clock, at which point I'm released to walk down a long hill. And my theory on this is, it kind of answers the questions you were bringing up. The jail is run by a private corporation, contracted from the regional jail authority. Really? They're billed by the day. Okay. They waited until after shift change to, quote-unquote, process my paperwork. So that way they could bill for a full day of uh, of having you there. Exactly. And then put another guy in the same bed I was sleeping in and bill him for a full day. Well, I can tell you that, uh, that that's very interesting, uh, how a private jail runs compared to the government jail. Because the government jail is just slow because they're slow. You're saying they're slow because it makes them more money. That's uh, my theory. Hmm. We're working with our local county commissioners and people to try and rectify the situation. Boy, how's that working out? Um, yeah, right. So that's my thing on jail. <laughs> They're on yeah. that like lickety split, aren't they? They want to rectify that. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to have a relationship with your local uh, power figures, and it's good to know more phone numbers than in your head than are in your. Or don't just keep them in your phone. That's okay, a good. That's, that's a good everybody. tip. That's a very good tip. Up here in New Hampshire, we've got something nice uh, called the Porcupine 411. Although you, I don't think you can, you, you certainly can't call it collect. But if you are able to make a call, you can call that, and then that gets the word out to hundreds of people about what's going on. It's one of the more useful tools. Uh, in fact, any any activist group around the country can have their own Pork 411 by going to porcupine411.com and getting signed up. It's very affordable to start one of those, by the way. Good suggestions tonight. So what do you think, Joe? Did the Constitution of Ohio authorize the, uh, the that, that situation, or was it powerless to prevent it? Uh, I'm sure it authorized it. Okay. But so, I had two more topics I wanted to tell you about. We may have time for at least one, but go ahead. Well, the original reason I called, I was excited to hear so many people from Ohio call. Yeah. Because whether you consider yourself LP, and I mean Libertarian Party, or not not propane, not liquid propane, you know, but I, I'm not Libertarian Party, but I'm a defender of liberty, and I believe the Constitution is a good rallying point, like the Tea Partiers do. You guys don't seem to agree with that. But oh, hey, I don't disagree with the rallying point part. I think that... It's, uh, a start, if, it's a start that you can get the right wing and the left wing maybe to at least... Agree on, and I think you need to get people to agree because it's uh, this the separation stuff is what uh, you know is what has you know, created what we have I today. Exactly, agree with you. Which brings me to the, one of the reasons I wanted to call is because I've met Jim Trafkent, and yeah, he is he is a wild guy. But I think you know anyone if they can still hear this that lives where they can vote for him, they should vote for him. I mean, given a Republican, a Democrat, or this crazy smart guy who tells the truth and went to jail for it, I vote for the crazy smart guy. I think you, I th- that's a sensible thing to say, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 One more question? Oh, yeah, quick. Okay, what's the difference between Sakel and Genesis? Because I know you guys were on Elk or no, Elk was on your show. Genesis Communications Network is our syndicate. That's the company that uh, puts us up on the satellite for radio stations to take down and uh, rebroadcast. And SACL CAI is our one of our prime sponsors on this program. And I thank you for the call.
800-259-9231. And they're the sponsor of the phone lines. That's why you hear us say Sickle CAI phone lines, Sickle CAI full free line. More coming up. You can bring up anything. It's free talk live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features including our news updates, our listening options, our archives, and more. In fact, if you want to help the show out, you want to uh, support Free Talk Live, considering the website is free, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up, and you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and more. Get all the details. Also, the AMP-only podcast, which is uh, it is absent, uh, is, uh, missing our normal commercials that you would normally hear uh, in the podcast. So lots of perks. If you're an amper and we take that money and reinvest it into the show, amp.freetalklive.com helps us get on more radio stations, bring the message of freedom to more people. And another way you can bring the message of freedom to people is through uh, books for your kids. Yeah, um, An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I've got it uh, for my son, Jack, and and he loves it, and we read it together all the time. It's kind of like... Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. I think that it's uh, probably good for kids, you know, as young as you want to have it uh, and probably up to six or so. Go check it out at freemarketunderdog.com. You can see some samples there in order today. It's freemarketunderdog.com. The book is An Island Called Liberty. All right, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, Coming up here, corrupt cop stories. I've got those. Of course, we will take your phone calls about absolutely anything. But here's a story that's pretty upsetting, at least for me. I know that some people will hear this and uh, get all excited and giddy because they're twisted. Allheadlinenews.com reporting that in San Diego... The uh, outrage continues, apparently, uh, by uh, Mexico's Foreign Ministry of Foreign Affairs over the death of a Mexican immigrant who was beaten by U.S. Border Patrol agents in San Ysidro, California. Mexico is demanding a U.S. government investigation. The incident is also adding fuel to Latin American calls for Congress to reform immigration laws. The beating occurred while Anastasio Hernandez Rojas, 32, was being expelled from the United States at the Tijuana border checkpoint. Border Patrol agents say he forcibly resisted. According to the Mexican government, Rojas was beaten by at least 20 Border Patrol agents who also shocked him with electrical stun guns. He was admitted to the Memorial Hospital in Chula Vista. While hospitalized, he suffered respiratory failure and was disconnected from life support on Monday. Rojas, uh, I believe that was uh, due to his family uh, saying that they wanted him uh, disconnected, just so you know. Rojas, resident of San Diego County for nearly 20 years, left five children. He worked as a pool cleaner. Although he never acquired American citizenship, 
All of his children are American citizens. Mm-hmm. The Mexican government said in, Five a, of them. in a statement that it was offering the Rojas family legal advice to define the legal avenues that will lead to a full clarification of the causes of this tragic loss and figure out where appropriate the responsibilities established by law. Now, the uh, there's more to the story here, but their claim, the government people, the Border Patrol, their claim is that he resisted forcibly. Now, I don't know what that means, but I do know that there was a story not long ago, a couple of years back, about a pastor who was passing through one of the myriad of Border Patrol checkpoints along the uh, the southern portion of the United States, and he was also beaten severely. Now, he did not uh, resist The forcibly. video was there. You're right, right. He actually had a video camera with him, and it was horrific, and they, they had their own cameras, and it caught their, their awful uh, beating of this man, savage beating uh, of this man. And he... He didn't forcibly resist. He just didn't go along with the program is what it was. They wanted to, uh, you know, badger him with questions, and he didn't want to have that because he believed he was a free person and that he shouldn't have to deal with these Nazi-esque checkpoints. And so they took out their frustrations on him with their fists and their, their, uh, their feet. The, my understanding is what happened with uh, Mr. Rojas, Rojas here. Yeah. Um, I, actually, I think it's the second name is his, not the, 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 the last one. Anyway, um, was that he was tr- attempting to sort of get back in the United States. He's like, no, I'm going to go see my children. Mm. I'm, I'm going back. Remember, he's lived here t- for 20 years. His kids are all here. They're kicking him back into a country he has. Think about yourself 20 years ago. It's not his home anymore, you know? You know, I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine being sent back to some place that I had left 20 years ago and being told, here, fend for yourself. Um you know, so he was just trying to to get away, as I understand it. And I'm sure that somebody got nudged or pushed or, you know, wrestled with to some extent. I'm sure that's true. But the question is, you know, first off, I don't know what's true, Mark. I don't know. I don't tend to believe the cops because they have a history of lying. The, the police have uh, they are they just want to protect their own man. They they close the ranks. They've got the thin blue line. They've got the brotherhood mentality, and they're gonna they're gonna tell lies. I mean, they they've got all the everything is on their side by default. The judges, the system, the the news media by default takes the side of the police, and so anything they say is usually accepted as uh, the goddess's truth. So they might as well just say it. Well, here's the, let's get the two sides here real quick into the into the uh, the fray. The statement, uh, or excuse me, the local news reports say that Rojas's brother Martina or Martin Hernandez Rojas said he was beaten initially by police while he was handcuffed. Yeah, and on the floor when Anastasio Hernandez Rojas yelled at the border patrol agents to stop beating his brother, they turned on him and beat him severely. Hmm. So it's not like this guy was running up into the face of the uh, the border patrol and jacked one of them in the uh, the chin or something like that or or in any way was uh, was violent toward them. They had both been uh, taken into custody at that point and handcuffed and they were beating on his brother and he says, "Hey, stop that." So they went ahead and uh, commenced beating on him. He was beaten repeatedly and given electric shocks even when he offered no resistance according to his brother. Uh, The U.S. Border Patrol gave a far different account of the incident. They say that Rojas was detained after crossing the border from Mexico. He signed papers agreeing to be deported without a hearing. He was taken in a van to the San Ysidro border crossing where officers removed his handcuffs. One would wonder why would someone resist forcibly if they signed a piece of paper. I mean, this this is clearly something that can be uh, checked on. Why would he, uh, you know, forcibly resist when he had signed a piece of paper to, you know, waive all the court hearings and stuff? 
Rojas began, uh, excuse me, he was taken uh, to the border crossing where officers removed his handcuffs about 25 feet from the gate at the border. So right here, we're already a good portion of the way through the story. I mean, he's already been caught. He's already signed the statement that says, "Okay, you could just take me out of the country. And they've already taken him to the border. So it's probably been a couple hours here, wouldn't you say? Because these bureaucrats don't exactly work fast, as we, we I'd say so, early. yeah. So he, he's, he's already gotten to the point of being taken to the border, and they haven't said, well, he was very resistant up until this point and was fighting us every uh, step of the way or anything like that. There's, there's no claim that he was a problem until the point where they brought him 25 feet from the gate of the border. Rojas then apparently began, he decided he wanted to start fighting at that point. Does it seem like a, a violent person, what a violent person would do? I mean, Mark, having been in jail with uh, some of the, in prison for nine years with some of the most violent uh, people, did they strike you as the kind of person who's just going to be very compliant and wait around for a, a couple hours before they decide to then start lashing out at, the, at their captors? It doesn't make much sense. I Usually mean, when a violent thug is being arrested by the, the police, they're getting violent right then. They, they don't like the fact that they're being handcuffed and they're going to do whatever they can to resist uh, the police. Yeah, it would them. seem like the violence would have started um, early on. It does. I, none of this story is making sense to me as, as it goes on. Rojas began allegedly fighting with the officers, according to initial reports from the San Diego Police Department, which is investigating the case. One officer hit him with a baton and the other fired a taser after, uh, at him. Shortly afterward, they discovered Rojas had stopped breathing. They administered cardiopulmonary... Can you imagine that? He could beat a guy in the head with a stick enough times and he'll stop breathing. They administered cardiopulmonary <laughs> resuscitation and called for an ambulance, which took him to the I'm hospital. Sure that this, I'm sure they did that whole cardiopulmonary resuscitation thing. You know, the guy that they were just beating on. Um, and remember how, how uh, cops are about blood. They don't want to get any uh, uh, blood-borne pathogens or anything like that they've got all these kids mm-hmm. i'm sure they're just dying to do that i've heard story after story of people that have dealt with uh, police officers that just simply wouldn't give cpr because mm. they didn't consider the person they were dealing with uh, well I, I don't know what the reason that they didn't do it but they wouldn't do it 1-800-259-9231 they claim that uh, rojas became combative this according to the Border Patrol, leading officers to subdue the individual and maintain officer safety. So they're all closing ranks. The local cops, San Diego Police, Border Patrol, they've uh, got the same story uh, that, oh, yeah, we didn't do anything wrong. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your calls at 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away. So enjoy those, including our listening options. Uh, we've got live streams. We've got our webcam listen lines as well. Uh, plus, the uh, the webcam, by the way, is available to you, and it should be working better. I've, I've been testing the webcam out over the past week. I've made some changes about a week ago, and I think it's... I think we finally ironed out a lot of the the bugs with it, and I'm very pleased. So enjoy that. It's free at cam.freetalklive.com, brought to you by memorydealers.com. 
Also, um, you can take your cases to court without a lawyer and save money. Jurisdictionary.com helps, uh, is a course that the average eighth grader can grasp in less than 24 hours that teaches you how to get forms, uh, get evidence, how to move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings. It's all there. And Jurisdictionary makes it easy. It is uh, created by a lawyer who wants uh, you to know how to protect yourself from other members of his profession. It's well worth the money and you, the, the amount of information that you get is exhaustive and it teaches you how to do it jurisdictionary.com all right so we can take your calls here also uh you can bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231 we just shared a disturbing story from allheadlinenews.com about a, a man who has lived in the united states for 20 years now i guess he wasn't living in the united states you know the political designation known as the united states on a legal, so-called legal basis, in that he didn't jump through all the the hoops that the government put up for him, and apparently that means that he deserves to be beaten to death, uh, because that's what happened. He was uh, was caught, I suppose, trying to come back in from Mexico, and they decided they were going to give him the opportunity to leave without a hearing. He signed a paper saying he would do that, and then they claim that as they released him to cross the border back to Mexico, that it was then when he decided he wanted to start getting violent with the Border Patrol agents. You know, I hadn't heard that they had caught him at the border. Is that, you know, just your supposition here? I mean, it is the it is Customs that caught him, so that makes perfectly good sense. What would Customs be doing uh, otherwise? It seems foolish to cross the border, but he may have done it so many times that it just you know, seemed um, normal to him, at which point you'd kind of wonder why would it be that he would fight the border agents um, at the border when his, you know, his expectation is, well, I'll just sneak back through in, in 24 hours or something like that. I'd it, like it to point out... to answer your question, the agency said Rojas was detained after crossing the border from Mexico. Okay, so, and he had been here 20 year, 25 years, 20 years or something yeah. like that, some uh, inordinate amount of time. You know, Five I, kids. I'd, I'd, I'd like to point out, I did this exact same thing in Canada. They captured me coming across the border. I had no idea it was illegal for me to go to Canada. They captured me. They threw me the laws, no excuse. Right. It, it certainly wasn't. They threw my butt in jail and uh, in St. Catharines and then kicked me out the next day. Fortunately, it wasn't the uh, Friday when they had done it. Otherwise, I'd have spent the weekend in a Canadian jail. And, you know, a week later, I was reading um, one of the Richard Marchenko books, and, you know, he was talking about all his uh, special forces stuff. And I thought, you know, there's nothing that's going to keep me out of Canada if I want to go. And I went. I just went across the border in a different spot, a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I went across the border. It, How it, did you not get caught the other the second time? They didn't run your name? Right. Normally, they don't bother with you. Hmm. The, the reason they caught me the first time was I was a, a, a guy with a, a tattooed guy with his shirt off and a beard <laughs> and his hair uncombed did going across the border. The, for the I, second time? I did all that. I yeah. shaved. I did everything. Put and on a some, collared shirt. Yep. It's changed everything. Yep. And I didn't have any problems at all. So... You know, I mean, the the fact is you can get across, and that's going with a vehicle. This guy was probably walking and, and could have gone you know, a couple of miles down the road. So why would he fight is really the question. Why would he, he probably, fight later on, you mean? Yeah, he probably told him, ah, you stupid gringos, I'm just going to be back in tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows? And then or they decided maybe, to kick the crap out of him. Or maybe the place they took, maybe, and I, now I'm speculating here. Yeah, okay? I, I was speculating too. Uh, maybe. They said that the, when the fight started... And, of course, the government people's position is, well, he started it. 
The claim, their claim is that he waited through all of this after being handcuffed and voluntarily signing yeah, hours. a release form. And yeah, voluntarily that, signing uh, a release form. That uh, that that he started. That's a violent fighting, guy. That he started fighting when officers removed his handcuffs about twenty five feet from the gate at the border. Now I presume there are cameras around here, but it's possible that these boys wanted to wanted to wait until they got him somewhere where they knew that a camera was not pointed. Mm. They wanted to well, if if they're. Uh, if they're in a facility, certainly they're being monitored. So wherever it was, they had him sign that paperwork. Likely was some sort of a you know detainment facility, mm. uh, not the best place to be uh, commencing on a beaten. But maybe they knew that there's a certain place where they can take somebody to. Uh, have they, a bit I of believe fun. me, they know that there's a yeah. certain place where they can take somebody where they're not going to be watched. I can absolutely tell you they know that. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's I mean, my having speculation. having worked in uh, and you know been in a prison for uh, for so long, I know they know exactly where they can go and not be seen. So let's do a little corrupt cops here, and as we're wrapping things up, Mark, unless you had something you wanted to uh, jump into here, actually, I had that same story that you did right there. So no, okay. here you go from the Drug War Chronicle. This is a fresh batch. I know we did some uh, earlier, but it's been a while. We haven't done corrupt cops uh, generally for quite a while in this program. And boy, is this a uh, doozy! As uh, the Drug War Chronicle points out, stopthedrugwar.org, where to begin? And we probably won't have time for all of them. Uh, The tweaker deputy sheriff stealing his supply from the evidence room. The sticky-fingered narc who got stung. The cop so cozy with his informant, he was providing her with drugs he stole from his own wife. There's all that and more this week, including, of course, a crooked jail guard. So let's get to it. In Chaska, Minnesota, a Carver County Sheriff's deputy was charged Tuesday with stealing methamphetamine from the department's evidence room for his own use. Daniel David Kahlo, 47, is charged with removing evidence and second-degree drug possession of six grams or more of meth. He was arrested after being videotaped entering and leaving the evidence room on May 9th, a day he was not scheduled to work. Kahlo admitted dressing in baggy clothes in a bid to hide his identity and that, he'd been, uh, that he had been using for about a year. Police found 23 grams and a glass pipe on him when he was arrested. Well, if they found... Wait, oh, okay, six grams or more was what he was... Okay, the charge is that he was possessing six grams or more. Uh, But they found 23. And a glass pipe when he was arrested. The 18-year veteran deputy is now sitting at the Wright County Jail awaiting a bond hearing. So many times do we find that uh, many of the corrupt cops that uh, that get popped are usually multi-year veterans on the force. And you really have to ask yourself... How long has this been going on? Yeah. How many times has it been overlooked? Yeah. Um, you know, who is in on this? Exactly. You know, this who did they cross the to finally get got? It's it's scratching the surface of the corruption here. The, what you're getting is a sampling of what happened in one week's time in America of the cops who are actually caught at doing what it is that they were doing. Your question And it's has a to lot be, harder to be caught when you're a cop. Absolutely. So your question has to be how many of them are actually engaging in behavior that is corrupt? How often is it uh, is it really going on if what we're talking about is just the ones who happen to get busted? And again, this is just a week's time. In Norristown, Pennsylvania, a Montgomery jail guard was arrested last Saturday along with a prisoner and the inmate's mother for delivering drugs to the inmate. Guard Matthew Knowles, 31, and the mother and son are all charged with possession with intent to deliver a controlled substance, criminal attempt, criminal use of a communication facility, conspiracy, possession of drug paraphernalia, controlled substance, contraband to confined persons, and several other charges, as if the first uh, first batch weren't enough. Prosecutors said Knowles got OxyContin from the inmate's mother on several occasions and began smuggling it and other contraband into the jail in February. He went down after another inmate snitched the operation out and authorities listened in to phone and visitation calls. 
don't tell if you're you know don't tell the yep. more people you tell snitches get stitches well i i don't know about snitches and oh you mean I, don't tell the snitch don't tell anybody don't tell anybody yep. the first you know the first person you tell is the first person that's going to roll over on you According to the story, he went down after the snitch, and they typed the phone calls. Uh, further confirmation came when prison officials searched the inmate's cell and found the OxyContin. Knowles has not made bail and is on the other side of the bars now at the Lee County Prison. That's got to stink. In Manhattan, <laughs> Kansas, a Riley County police narcotics officer was arrested on official misconduct and theft charges. Four-year veteran charged with two felony counts of official misconduct and two felony counts of theft, released on $10,000 bond. Uh, they're saying they're not saying what he's alleged to have done, except that the arrest came as an ongoing investigation. In Christian, past Christian, Mississippi, a Harrison County Sheriff's deputy was arrested on what looks to be drug-related char- uh, charges. Although the sheriff's office is staying mum, Duncan, Oklahoma, a former police officer, was indicted on two counts of perjury by a multi-county grand jury. He was fired in February and charged with lying in an affidavit and on the witness stand in a methamphetamine trafficking case. Uh, prosecutor man for a cop to get tagged for lying on the witness yeah. stand is, uh, is some incredible stuff he lied about facts involving jurisdictional issues alleging a police radio uh, had been tampered with and confiscated meth that had gone missing he's also out on bond in madison wisconsin a justice department narcotics officer pleaded guilty to taking the bait in an fbi sting operation he stole about eleven hundred dollars that fbi agents implanted in a vacant milwaukee storefront that's that a he fed was, there a justice yeah, department that he was sent to search and a uh, Longmont police officer was sentenced to probation for giving prescription drugs to an informant. Uh, there's more to that story, but we don't have time for it. So there you go. Just a sampling of some of the corrupt cops busted in the last week in this country. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. All right. We're here a little bit after the show tonight, and Mark asked me to stay and kind of... Um, interview him about his product that he has endorsed that you can see his picture on the website uh you can see it in in our banner column over at freetalklive.com it's lumithin plus you've heard about it uh on the air here a number of times as mark has uh, has discussed it and uh, mark you've actually said that you made your own weight loss product that sounds really shifty yeah it's weird and i don't know how to who the hell are you you're some guy from prison right i don't know how to properly uh to to say what happened so uh, i think the probably the long version is probably best and i've kind of gotten away from saying that i formulated my own because it does sound really odd um but the fact is, I, I took a product at one point here on the show, and in the main, the ingredient in that product, essentially, the active ingredient was uh, Caroluma. They went out of business, though, or something like that. Yeah, they were having some real financial problems. These and companies it, tend to come and go. And it ha- well, this one was having had a lot of radio endorsements out mm-hmm. there, and most radio shows aren't as cost effective as Free Talk Live. Mm. So um, we, we may have been successful in driving people to their door, but uh, Overall, they may have spent yeah way too much in radio advertising. But you said you found that their product was working for you. It worked great for me. Um, it, it's uh, it, you know it, it contained Caroluma, and it, what is that? It's a plant. Yeah, it's a it's a cactus from India, and supposedly it's been used during famine times, and you know so it's a subsistence food, and uh, you know it works great for dieting because you eat it and you're. 
your, your appetite's suppressed. So um, it worked great for me. I was trying to f- go across the internet, find another people uh, that that had it, and there were only a few out there. It was it's a relatively new product. You know how they these uh, these nutritional things seem to come in waves. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this is exciting, and then and then it becomes the old hat, and and uh, I don't know whether you know sales drop off. I don't think they do, but. This is we're on the the wave of Caroluma because this is a product for me that truly worked and I think there's a lot of people out there that have the same issue that I do is that they can't take anything that has a stimulant in it because if I take something that has a stimulant in it I'm I'm already pretty pretty mean mm-hmm. you know and then if I take a stimulant you can't live with me I mean <laughs> <laughs> it would just be awful you've seen what it's like when I've had two cokes in a day Lord I've seen what it's like when you have one yeah it's not great so um. If 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 I most diet pills are just chuck full of stimulants and that's the way they work, this one isn't, and that's what I absolutely have to have because if it has a stimulant, I simply can't take it because uh, I'll lose my wife, I'll lose my job, I'll lose everything. <laughs> so I needed something that would work and do that, and the the former the former product did that, and I couldn't find anybody else to that wanted to do advertising with me. I did it for months. I was looking for months, um, different people. It's you know it takes a while to to draw advertisers in. I finally. Uh, you know, I was I was talking to a friend of mine, the guy who runs uh, the Unicure uh, oh, okay, yeah. product. He is actually his main job is is doing these the private labeling for nutritional companies. He said, "Well, I can do that for you." Private labeling meaning he yeah. actually is in touch with or runs a manufacturing facility. He that- does the manufacturing. He'll stick your sticker on it. Right, so he's got the facilities, a professional facility. Companies come in and they say, "All right, this is what we need." Yeah, uh, and he just does all the work for him. Right, basically. his name's Jeb, and a real nice guy. So, you know, he's like, "I can do that," and he's like, "Let me look into it and see what they're doing in the marketplace, and and see if I can replicate some some pills out there." So he looked into the old product. He looked into some of the other products that are on the marketplace, mm-hmm. and he sort of found out what the industry standard was. And he gave me a couple of choices. He said, you know, you can and essentially free. I believe that Lumathin Plus is the only product that has this level of concentration. I may be wrong on it, but it's certainly the highest concentration that I was able to get yeah. of Caroluma. So it's like four times the amount or something like that. Four uh, times is what was in the old product you took? I, it was it's four times concentrate. It's okay. not just, you know, the, the crushed up cactus. It's, you know, somehow concentrated. Mm-hmm. So call it a four times concentrate. I basically had the choice of. One time, two time, and four time, and I'm like, well, let's go four time. He's like, you're, it's going to be tough for you with all that uh, the cost to to recoup it. I'm like, well, I've got free advertising, and people who listen to the show will listen to what I say because you know if it's working for me, they'll work it um, work for them. And by m- no means is our audience a bunch of thin guys. You know, what I mean, we could, we we have some some guys that uh, you know computer guys. They have a tendency to sit on their butts all day. It's not easy to stay thin doing that. So um, I figured, no problem, I'll just uh, do the super concentrated uh, version, and, and so I, mine is as concentrated as it possibly can be. Okay, so now, the concentration, what, what does that have to do with whether or not you're going to lose uh, weight? Why is that a factor? Well, because if it's... Uh, is it, is, would a 1X make you less... Would, excuse me, would a 4X of Caroluma make you less hungry than a 1X would? I would have to assume that 4X is four times as effective, wouldn't you assume? I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to assume anything. I don't, I'm not sure. That, I don't. that makes sense to me. Okay. I, you know, I, I, th- do you feel like it is? I mean, do you feel like it's uh, it suppresses your hunger more than the old product? I have a difficult time comparing it 
to the old product. For one, um, I am eating a little less than I was previously, but the old product was still sort of held over on me. I was eating less with it, too, um, because, you know, essentially Mm -hmm. you... Uh, you take the product, it, it suppresses your appetite, your stomach shrinks a little bit after a while, and then you, you know, you continue to take the product, it suppresses your appetite from that point. So you, you continue to eat less and less over time as you continue to take it. So it becomes more effective over time. Okay. So what about price point? I mean, the old product, what were you paying? What, what, how does it compare? Like, I know, I know you can't get the old product anymore, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, what, what were you spending before on the old product? I mean, if you were spending it, obviously they were probably sending it for free because you were endorsing the, the product. But what, what, what was the uh, store level cost compared to uh, Lumithin Plus? It was, uh, I think it was a dollar a, uh, a pill, essentially. And it was a dollar a pill. Yeah, it was a dollar a pill. Okay, and that's they, a lot. Well, it it is, but you know, this is this is how the the, the sort of the cutting edge of uh, nutritional supplements tend to be. Once mm-hmm. you can get into the area of uh, creating, you know, uh, just you know, the economy of scale. Once you're creating so many of them, I, mine's essentially the same thing, although it's twice as potent. So theoretically, um, you're getting twice as much with my product. I I don't know that that's uh, that's true in the sense that it's twice as effective. I think it is, but I don't know. So more twice as much of the active ingredient for the same price. Yeah, there is science, by the way. If you want to go look at the this, you know, if, if science so. is something that you want to, you care about love that stuff. Yeah, lumathinplus.com. It's there's a link there. You can go and look at the clinical studies that have been done with Caroluma. I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. It's the real deal. Yeah. Huh? It, well, it work. It works for me. Um, now, what kind and, of? Oh, works? I wanted to. I wanted to explain uh, what the difference was between taking the old product and taking the new product. Yeah. For okay. Me. Um, taking the old product really worked for me, and it worked relatively quickly. But one, there's a a distinct difference that's occurred since then. I quit smoking in June of last year, and I have been struggling with it, mm-hmm. really struggling. And one of the ways that I'm filling the holes is uh, food. And the other way is beer. Mm. And I'm you know that's gonna make you fat. Yeah, I'm not saying that those are great ways to treat your I'm um, not smoking, but you know I, it's it's hard, what man. Can you do yeah. yeah. So. I find myself sitting at home late at night when after the show and thinking, hmm, I sure could use a snack and <laughs> I'll, I'll eat something. Now, I with Lumithin Plus, I, I, I say that you don't have to change your lifestyle at all and you don't. And I'm losing weight. I'm not losing weight as quickly as I'd like to lose it. But I would like to point out that everybody in my position gains weight. They gain between, you know, they, they gain a bunch of weight when they quit smoking. And I gained a bunch because oh, I quit smoking really? in June. Okay. Well, generally, that yeah. that's the case. I quit smoking in June, and I st- didn't start taking the pills until January, so I put on about 20 pounds. Where did you start when, when you started taking Lumithin Plus? What where what was your weight when you started on the 100, 195 pounds. Okay. So I'm at about 187 now. So I'm not losing just tremendous tremendous amounts of weight. That's the last good. That's time, un, it's not healthy to lose weight uh, too quick. Yeah, the last time I was losing a pound a week, and now I'm lo- more, losing more like a pound a month. But, you know, I think I think that just holding still when you are um, quit smoking for the first two years, and I think different people, uh, you know, quit smoking differently. Mm-hmm. Um and mine was just a, a couple of cigars a day, but it, you know, at night, right before I go to bed, this is when I have my eating issues. <laughs> that's when I would smoke the cigar. So it, it it kind of yeah, that's that's the difficulty that I've been running into. So I think um, I believe my product. I know my product's working as far as the numbers go. It worked better um, previously. The old product worked better for me, but I wasn't you know quit smoking at that time. Mm, okay. All right. So uh, so what else do you think is important to cover about this? 
Well, I think that, uh, you know, essentially people, you know, so many people say, well, I'm going to go to the gym and, you know, they may get a gym membership. They may not. Uh, they may never get there. They go, they go a few times. They don't, you know, they don't finish three year membership. Go, go uh, for three, three times. months. And then, yeah, if, if you're lucky, you go three, three months. times, <laughs> um, you know, Lumathan Plus, you don't have to change your lifestyle. You don't have to go work out. I'm not saying you shouldn't work out. You should work out. Um, but let's be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> this, this works. You can lose weight and do this at the same time. If you want to work out, fine and dandy. Buy these pills um, and, no, wait a minute. and Working, go get the gym membership. No, that's, maybe that seems a little counterintuitive because when you're working out, you're going to get hungry. Yeah. I mean, when you're working out, you're burning yep. the calories. You need your body needs yep. to replace those. So does that cause an issue where on one hand, the Lumithin Plus is restricting your, your hunger, but you're working out? Your body's going to call for more food if you yeah. need more calories anyway. Right. And most people that are working out, most people that are working out, the, the people that would be taking Lumithin Plus are fat. They're not They're not bodybuilders. You mm-hmm. know, they haven't just started, um, you know, I'm going to do the bodybuilding thing. So they've got an excess of calories on board that they can they can afford to right. uh, you know to, to, to convert into energy and then their um, you know, the protein that they intake at that point they'll they'll be able to turn into muscle so their body will take the the fat that they have stored and use it for energy and then their body will take the protein that they eat now, and it'll convert it into muscle you, you didn't give me any questions in advance of this you just said hey will you will let's you talk about me it, about right? this and so I just you know we're throwing it I'm just throwing stuff out here and, and I'm just gonna ask you you know whatever's whatever's coming to my mind here and one of the things you've never mentioned, that is frequently mentioned, like uh, Nature Bee, for instance, money back guarantee. Does something like that uh, exist with Lumithin Plus, or is it like, how does that work? What if what if somebody takes Lumithin Plus and says, yeah, this is not, it's not working for me? Right here on the website, it says you have nothing to lose except uh, excess weight. Lumithin Plus has a 100% fat satisfaction money back guarantee. Order today, and you also receive free shipping. Bam. Free isn't the right word, right? It's 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 value added, included shipping. You, I mean, you know, you've got to buy the product in order to get the shipping, but mm-hmm. it, it's included right. in the price. And we wanted to make the price. I wanted to make it so that people could take this for a dollar a day if that's what they wanted to mm-hmm. do. And um, it, you know, that so that's that's my intention with uh, creating it that way. And it's a ninety day supply. You take one capsule in the morning, one capsule at night, or not at night in the after, you know, late afternoon, early afternoon, and and that should handle your your hunger issues. And if it doesn't, you can take two. It's food, right? It's not drugs. Mm. So, um, but the intention is is it's set up for two capsules a day, a ninety day supply. I've got priced at uh, eighty seven fifty five, but. There's an additional 30-day supply thrown in if you get the 90-day. So most of them, they're set up to be about a dollar at the 60-day and the 30-day. They're they're a little higher than that. But if you do the 90-day, you get we get 120 days, essentially. Um, we're doing a summer special. It's a limited-time situation, so I don't know how long Jeb's going to want to run it. And, uh, you know, take advantage of it now. Believe me, this product works. LumathinPlus.com? That's correct. LumathinPlus.com. You can see Mark's smiling face. On yeah, there. there's a there's a really uh you know kind of uh, over the top sticky um, audio thing in there, and then you can see me uh you know with my silly picture doing the the muscle thing and, and all that stuff. So now, how long have we been advertising Lumithin Plus for a few months? Uh, a few months, a few, several I, months. I couldn't tell you exactly. Most of the year, most of 2010. Most of 2010, yeah. So I mean, it took a little while to. I was taking it, but we hadn't we weren't ready for with production and all that stuff. Yeah. So I had the prototypes and that kind of thing. I wanted to be taking it beforehand. 
in so that I could say, hey, I've lost some weight on this. Do you feel like it's too early to, to be getting testimonials? Have you been getting testimonials? I mean, have people gotten in touch with you and said, yeah, this is my, here are my results? Or- I think to some extent, I got a bunch of testimonials with the previous product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to some extent, people sort of feel that they've given me their testimonial, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people believed me on the first product, and they should have because it really worked for me. And I think that there, I, I know that there's been a bunch of, there's, there's been orders, a bunch of orders. And so I assume okay. that it's the same people that were buying it previously at the, the Walgreens or whatever. And that was the one advantage the previous product had is you go to Walgreens and, and, uh, and get it. But, um, you know, this one, you have to you have to order it online because uh, you know that's that's the only place that's available. I'm not going to be able to get a product into Walgreens and make it that easy for you. You got to go to LumithinPlus.com, and we we made the free shipping to make it easy for you. Sure. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to put it on your grocery list. Just go to LumithinPlus.com. You can order there, and we'll ship it to your door. Um, it's actually easier than going to Walgreens. You just have to think about it and do it now. Yeah. There's not going to be an impulse. Is buy. there an auto ship? Um, I like I don't know that we have an auto sh- auto ship so option. So you have to reorder uh, each time. It's probably on the 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 cart. Well, you okay. know, if it, if it's working for you, you're going to do it. Yeah, y- you would you would do it. the The first trick is to get the bottles into your hands. Right. I uh, we made a thirty day supply. I was very reticent to even do 30 days but i figured people would want to try it out and most people have bought 30 days rather than going for the 90 sure. um i i was because i believe that you need to use a product longer in order to be, really see whether it works mm-hmm. or not and uh it, it does it is incremental because it you know it, it, it it's not it's not a dramatic difference suddenly my appetite just shrank yeah it's it's a little you know it's like a, it's issue of uh increments and then sort of your appetite shrinks your stomach shrinks your appetite shrinks your stomach shrinks and it goes down from there um so you know there you go that's about the 30-day supply all right there you go anything else we need to cover mark nope um let me tell tell you how to where, where to go one more time lumithinplus.com is there a phone number or is it just the website it's just the website. Okay. Our our audience is so web savvy. Plus, everybody listening to this is on the podcast. That's true. It's not like they can't. Uh, um, you know, it's my podcast listeners. I go to when I want really want something to happen. Radio listeners are very lethargic. Mm-hmm. They just don't get off their butts. They listen for a short period of time. They get out of the car. They go do whatever. Um, they're not our you know our primary go to people. That's the podcast. Yeah. So I'm I'm confident that uh, the website will will be fine. So you get a 90 day supply plus an additional 30 days. So it's 120 days for 87.55. It's priced you know at, that's a dollar a day to lose weight, the weight that you've been trying to get off forever and it's not coming off. I didn't know what to do about losing weight. I'm a certified personal trainer, and I wasn't able to get to, to make the weight go away. And this was a problem that I was having. This is a problem that's very common for people. And you know, if those pants that you had aren't fitting anymore, and it makes you sad, LumithinPlus.com. It's the way to solve that problem. All right, back tomorrow night for more Free Talk Live. See you online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. 
on your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.